Love Talk Radio. There is There is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the cry of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday night. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, if you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons. I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men. And it's just beautiful. Good afternoon, or should we say midday here? I'm Richie Allman alongside Eugene Benton. Of course, uh, the First Lady from the South Carolina High School Blitz has joined us here as well. Of course, uh, that is Miss V. It's going to be a jam-packed show for the next three hours. There's going to be a lot of guys and girls coming in and out. We're going to be going live with a lot of interviews, as we always do, by the way, throughout these combines, these showcases, these events that we're going to be putting on here today. And it's going to be a fun time Sit back, enjoy the coolness. Hopefully you're on the inside. We got care of the outside. Well, of course, uh, again, we're going to talk to all of the coaches, uh, these trainers, these guys, uh, some of the best of the best, no doubt, coming around from anywhere in the southeast. And I'm telling you, it's just the same on the athletes that are here. There is young men, seven of them, all the way from the state of Illinois. If that doesn't tell you how much they believe in this camp and how much they believe in this opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, these guys jumped on a plane. They flew to Maryland. They came into Charleston, and here they sit right now here today with us, and we will be talking to these young men throughout today. I'm excited, of course, to bring everything with you, and it will be, again, a jam-packed show, three solid hours, and uh, we're going to be giving you interviews, updates. We may even talk some of the other stuff that's happening around the game of high school football. Of course, we're coming to you live from Charlotte, North Carolina, and, uh, again, this is our second trip to the Carolina Experience showcase this is an experience that i can promise you they enjoyed the first time that's why a lot of these guys are back here for the second time and here we will now bring in a couple of guys and girls well one is that is eugene benton eugene glad to have you here you and i traveled up today it was a good time but uh we're glad to be back out here with uh all of these fine young coaches getting it done here on uh, this afternoon yeah it's an awesome opportunity and awesome experience you know thankfully today is a little bit uh, I would say it's probably about 20 degrees cooler. They expect a high today about 
86. If you recall last time, uh, we had an on-field temperature right before we left of 116. So these guys should get some good work in today. Won't be as uh, taxing on their bodies. Uh, so these guys should be ready to roll. We got, uh, you know, we went through check-in. There's some monster athletes out here today from all around the country, as you mentioned, all the way out to Illinois. We had some all the way from Kansas last time. But, uh, you know, the guys that came in from Illinois look like they've definitely, uh, some of those guys you always joked about or heard about, you know, those corn-fed dudes in, um, from Nebraska and Wisconsin, man. Uh, it, it, it's a massive group. Uh, we're over here at the offensive lineman, defensive lineman. Those guys are chiseled and quick and getting warmed up over there. We got, oh, by the way, we got linebackers and running backs uh, getting stretched out in the back. So uh, it should be a pretty good event, man. We, you know, we haven't even seen the court, uh, quarterbacks, receivers, DBs yet. But uh, as you can tell by the line, it's already forming. It looks to be a pretty good crowd. It's going to be a good crowd. Here's how the uh, today will go. The offensive line is now out here along with the defensive line. And after that, we'll get in here with some of the running backs, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers. We'll have an opportunity to show what they have to bring to the table, linebackers and DBs. Again, this is going to be a long day. So we will do this for three hours. All right, that's the cool part. We'll be giving it to you all for the next three hours. And then we'll shut that down somewhere around 3 o'clock. Then from 3 o'clock into the final whistle blown and the guys are dismissed, We'll do a lot of Facebook Live. So you want to make sure that you're following us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and on Twitter at SO Sports Central. So we have a ton of opportunity here that we're going to take advantage of of getting to know so many amazing young men. Like I said, I had a chance to talk to, I believe, one of the coaches of uh, the young men that made that long trip from Illinois. And, again, when you see somebody believing that far away to come this far, to jump on a plane, to just get that opportunity, that right there tells you they got it going on here at this event. I'm going to step away because throughout today I'll be doing some TV stuff here uh, with the guys uh, covering some of the live stuff that these college coaches, by the way, can watch throughout today's event. So I'm going to step away, Eugene. I'm going to give it to you and Miss V. Uh, I want to bring you in real quick and let you kind of uh, have a couple of words and some things to say as uh, you and Eugene will uh, hang it out here for the next couple of minutes while I step out. Hey guys, how's it going? It is pretty nice weather out here, I swear. I was kind of dreading the heat, but it's very nice. Got a little cloud cast in the sky, so that makes for a very good day for me. And I'm sure, especially for these guys out here that are working very, very hard, I am right over here by the offensive lineman, and they are getting at it already. I'm excited about what the day's going to hold. And I see more and more guys coming in. So there's a there's a lot of lot of young athletes out here, and I'm just excited to be a part of it, to uh, just cheer them on, and hopefully get some um, great interviews today, some pictures, and um, I'm just excited to see what we're gonna have unfold as the day goes on. Yeah, Miss Phoenix, Eugene, I'm over here. Uh, the guys coming down the sidewalk. If you look to your right. Uh, are your defensive yeah. linemen. Uh, Big 271 okay. is a boy that uh, you know too well that uh, did some videos for him. Uh, Big North Myrtle Beach uh, defensive lineman, Mr. Chase. Uh, he's checking in over there with Richie as they're doing some TV stuff. But, you know, it was a camp just like this camp. It was this camp about three weeks ago where the young man came in, put on a great performance, and earned his first Division One offer. As you well know, you know, about a week later, he gets a second Division One offer. You know, as a kid who comes yeah. in and just put in that work. That kid we talked about, you know, he put in that work, put in that work, put in that work, and then, oh, by the way, he comes to this camp, 
puts on a heck of a performance, and now he has two opportunities to go to college for free. That's right. That's right. And you said what he is an awesome kid, not just an awesome athlete, but he's an awesome kid. I did, yeah, had a chance to interview with him, and I'm telling you, this guy is a full package, not just about his football knowledge, but he's a leader on the field, and um, that is going to be important no matter where he lands, and it doesn't matter whether you're senior, junior, or the freshman coming in. People flock to those who are positive and those who are encouraging, and it doesn't matter you know, what what your status is as you, as you come in. And that's the kind of leadership skills he seems to have uh, and from what I've seen of him. He's uh, real easy to get along with, has a sense of humor, and I think he's going to be a great asset to any school that is lucky enough to get him. So I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do today. Yeah, so and, and if you look straight in front of you at the big offensive lineman, you know, what is something that sticks out? Uh, you know, I know you're in the Columbia area. There's some big schools. Uh, you've been around or close enough to the Dutch Fort program, uh, a program that's put out a lot of big offensive linemen, athletic guys. You know, Ridgeview's got some big old horses over there. Uh, you know, when you come to a camp like this in the big city of Charlotte where, you know, you see kids from all around the country, uh, what's one thing that sticks out when you're looking at those guys in front of you? Well, when I'm looking at these guys in front of me and with them, everybody's they got their masks on, and obviously they're out of their school uniforms, obviously. And um, so everybody is the same to me. And what I focus on is whose energy draws me to them, you know, whose workout, whose who's commitment to what they're doing uh, jumps out to me. And, and, and that's where I tend to get my focus. And right now, Everybody's on the same playing field because these guys are locked and loaded. They are here wanting to get anything and everything that these coaches are out here um, for them to learn. They're, they're just dedicated. I can just tell it. You can just sense it in the air. This is not a playing time. These guys are here to work, and they are definitely getting a good workout with these coaches today. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, you can hear the uh, offensive line coaches, you know, and their drills and warming up. I'll tell you a treat if you want to – when they get over to the defensive side and the defensive line uh, get going, these defensive line coaches, they they would make you want to run through a brick wall. (laughs) These guys are going to be pretty hyped up. Uh, You'll get a kick out of these defensive line coaches. uh, Just the fact that they make me run, you can stop right there. That's enough for me. Much less run through a brick wall. So, kudos to them. <laughs> yeah, last time uh, coach, the coaches came over to some of these guys. You know, uh, last time I said, "Come on, guys, y'all, y'all got even the coaches out here." Said, "Hey, man, I can't even hear my drill." <laughs> so, these guys will be uh, right now. You know, they kind of getting everybody over here. They had to move these pads around. They're set, they'll set up these rings. Uh, the coaches are getting their plans together over here by the uh, uh, and hydrating real quick with some cones and stuff. But. Uh, once the defensive line gets going, that's when it gets neat. Now, when they bring them together like they did last time, they'll have the defensive line on one half of the field and the offensive line on the other half of the field. You'll start to notice something. If you ever if you want to see a show, stand at about the 45, 50-yard line, and you start seeing guys kind of eye the other side, kind of start picking yeah. out the dudes <laughs> that they want to go against in that one-on-one to earn that scholarship. Yeah. That's, that's, good, uh, yeah. that's, that's good viewing right there. Yes, it is, and that's what I'm waiting on, that one-on-one. 
um, not only is it good for um, Carolina experience to see these guys go head to head, head, but it's good for the, the guys themselves to, like you said, measure themselves up against, you know, the guy that's across from them or the guy they've been eyeing. They see this guy and, and what he can do, and it's like, okay, he, uh, he's got it going on. He is a pit bull. I need to see where I, I, I uh, stack up against him. And so um, just that, that self-drive is really what's going to get them even better than they were before they came here today. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah. And one thing uh, you'll notice, and, and people that come to these camps, especially first-timers, uh, uh, you know, you've been, you've had uh, gentlemen in your family coming up uh, through high school ball, going to play college ball, who's been to these camps. Uh, one thing that people will notice if they're watching live on, on the video links and things like that is that you'll, you'll kind of wonder, especially the first-timers and the first-time mamas, you know, watching, wondering why little Johnny doesn't get, like, you know, fair turn and rep. One thing colleges yeah. look for is they want, like you mentioned, that bulldog, that guy that you can't drag yeah. off the field. They want, they want to see that bulldog who jumps in there every rep. And if you want to beat them, yeah. get them off the field, you got to beat them off the field. That's that drive and that mentality. They want those guys who just want to work, 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 and not give up because at the mm-hmm. next level, you know, you can assess from that. At the next level, these guys, that's what they do is work, 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 school, and go to work some more. Yeah, that is that is so true. I mean, talent is great. you got to have talent. But the, the thing that's going to drive the talent and to get everybody's attention is the heart. If you have no heart and just talent, you might as well, you know, be baking a cake because out here these guys are committed, they're hungry, and they're out here to win that particular spot so that they can get that scholarship, that free education. So if you're just out here with talent and you're just going to ride on your talent, you are going to be left behind. It takes heart, it takes determination, um, and it takes some grit to go against these guys out here. Now, I've seen a couple of the uh, college writers and college scouts up the University of North Carolina. I've seen a couple guys representing Clemson. Uh, you know, have, have you seen any other schools? I know those guys were pretty sticking out because they had their college gear on. Well, I've been hanging out over here with the players, so I haven't really uh, walked around to see what uh, college coaches are out here yet, but I will definitely get to do that pretty soon. But like I said, you know, I really want to see what these guys out here have to offer so that that helps us, as, you know, with high school blitz to make sure that these guys are getting the attention that they need to get, making sure that the family gets to out there because not everybody's going to be able to tune in live. And then those that did tune in live, they might want to see more of a specific guy. So we want to make sure that we have what we need to make sure that they're getting contact with the players they need, especially during this time with COVID and and virtual learning and, you know, the uncertainties about what school is doing, it's even harder to contact some of these guys um, than it was before. And so hopefully your, this Carolina experience is showcase. Not only is it, you know, helping them and their brand, but it's helping these kids and college coaches to find the player that they need because there's some guys that are still out there looking for the right person to fill that, Spot on their team. They got one or two scholarships left, and they're going to be very picky and very choosy about who they give that last one to. So, this is going to really, really um, seal the deal for some players out here, and they just don't know it yet. And that's the exciting thing about being out here today. 
Now, you mentioned on the show the other night that, uh, you know, representing the, the Blitz, that uh, there's one uh, position group or two position groups you're really out here to scout. Now, you're out here to see everybody, and I get that in every position, but you mentioned there are two position groups that you need to put an extra eye on that you were going to reach out yeah. and tap some guys on the lower back. Uh, talk to us about those groups again for anybody who might just be tuning yeah. in for the first time today uh, and what you're looking yeah. for. Um, well, we're looking – we need to fill some defensive back. We need to get a lot of fam on some defensive backs and as well as the wide receivers. Uh, we uh, have been lacking in that department as far as videos, and so hopefully we'll be able to, uh, as they all run towards me, all four or five feet of me. They do, man. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're hoping to get uh, a good uh, a good view, a good look at them and, and – kind of zooming in on the back of their shirts and these numbers, so as they start doing their thing, uh, I'll know who I'm looking at. I saw that uh, you got some love as the big guys come running through there. Uh, I guess Miss B is popular in Charlotte as you are in Columbia. <laughs> I didn't know it, but hey, that's all right. I, you know, if I meet you once, you already belong to me. That's why. That yeah. is why they know what. it. And I tell you, like I said, this is one of my favorite groups to warm up here uh, as the defensive line when they start hitting these drills. Like I said, the, uh, the defensive line coaches seem to be very big, very large, very vocal guys. The offensive line coaches are as well. For me, a lot of the offensive line coaches are just very tactician guys about go about their business. You know what to do. Yeah. I'm going to show you what to do. Go do it. These defensive line guys, just, it's kind of like they like to poke the bears. A good bit. Uh-huh. So that's why I always enjoy these guys. I always like to see which kind of coach or which head coach or out here, you know, just seems to poke that beer and get that last little bit of juice out of that player. You know, sometimes uh, coaches, as you know, a, a motivator and a teacher, and I like to see that motivation part out here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, these guys, look, I'm just telling you, I'm just impressed um, about how organized everything is. And there's no lallygagging around. They're using every moment that they can so that they can get the very best uh, they can out of these guys. And as I said before, they are locked and loaded. They are ready to show everyone out here and anyone that might be listening, especially those that are going to be looking, uh, just what they have to to offer. So I'm going to be watching and see who's going to leave it all on the field today. Well, definitely, and I see who's in front of you is uh, Chase, as we were just talking about, from North Myrtle Beach. Uh, oh, yeah, I see him. I see him over there. Bags, run those bags. <laughs> yeah, when I walked by, he said, that's Miss V. I see, he said, I love her. That's what he told me. Building your fan base, Miss V. Yes, yes. So, now, I posted on Twitter that I would be out here, and I wanted to, to guys to say, if you're going to be out here, you know, just kind of hit me up and let me know. So I can be looking for you. So I want to give a shout out to those who did for sure, and and I'm going to definitely be looking for them because we got a little something for them. Uh, they just don't know it. Um, I know Miles Scott did. Miles Scott, he's a defensive end, kind of linebacker from East Side. I don't know if you guys had a chance okay. to look at him, but he's been on the rise. He's been, you know, and I hope he don't get mad, but he's been kind of floating under the, you know, the radar. But right here lately, I've been seeing some great things from him, at least on you know, on his videos on Twitter and his workouts. So I'm looking to see how he translates that personal working out that he's been doing to these guys out here on the field. I want to see what he's going to look like against um, 
people of his own caliber. Then also you have Chad Ishmael from, um, uh, I think he's from Blackwood, I believe it is. Um, I think he's oh, a yeah, he says he's a purple heart on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, purple heart. Purple heart, yeah, that's, that's because I'm a lupus survivor. So when you see a purple heart, okay. um, and when I see a purple heart, that, that, that means something to me. So I'm definitely going to be looking for Chad to see what he's doing. Um, he's, he's, he's had a great season. He's had a great career so far. And um, so I'm really excited to see what he's going to do at the next level. And um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. I, I really know it is. And then I had a new one that um, I hadn't seen before. Um, so, I, you know, I had to go out and check his film. And uh, his name was, I think it's Andre. Andre Williamson, I believe he is. He's from Orangeberry Wilkinson. So, shout out to Andre. Um, welcome to the Blitz family, or at least to Miss V's um, group. That's what I call them, Miss V's babies. Because uh, once you start following me, once I get to know you, it don't think you're going to get rid of me. Because I will be looking for you, I'll be watching you, and most of all, you know, I'll be rooting on you, and I'll be praying for much success in not only in football, but also just in life in general. So, um, welcome, Dre, to the group, and I'm looking forward to seeing you today, because I've only seen you on tape, so I definitely, definitely, definitely uh, am excited to see him in person. What? Well, yeah, and it's cool that you mentioned uh, Orangeburg Wilkerson. Uh, that was a program that you see a, a powerhouse, especially in my days when I uh, grew up there in Walterboro back in the '90s. They had a guy play quarterback go by the name of uh, Woody Dantzler, and it's you know it's such a small world. One of the oh, yeah. coaches that yeah, raised yeah. you in Columbia. I was just uh, talking to him. I said, "Wait a minute, where'd you play high school?" And he said, "Orangeburg Wilkerson." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And my junior year, those guys beat us. Uh, he graduated one year ahead of me. Uh, the next year, my senior year, we ended up beating those guys and went on to the state championship and lost in the state <laughs> title game. Uh, the next year, Walterboro mm. goes on and beats Hartsville uh, by one point on the last play of the game. So, uh, very, very small world. And Orangeburg Wilkinson is just a cool place. Uh, my best friend grew up in that Ed- Edisto Four Holes area. Uh, so, we used to run yeah. those woods and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, uh, Coach, they just hired Coach Crosby a year or so ago, uh, who did such great things down at Bamberg Earhart. Uh, and so now, you know, I expect those guys to get back to where they were because they were such a powerful team in the 90s, sending all those players to Clemson. Well, that, that's, that's great. You know, um, I'm from originally, you know, from the TV area, as, as I've um, stated before. Um, so I'm familiar with Orangeburg Wilson, but not from the football standpoint, um, but mainly because I played in the band. And so I remember them from bad competitions and that type of thing. So, um, but I, there's a lot of schools that um, we don't get to see a lot of, um, and unfortunately don't get a lot of the recognition that they need. And so uh, we need those schools, we need those coaches, we need those kids to, you know, give a shout out to us so that they can be a part of all of this and get on the radio, you know, on on everybody's radar because, you know, there's always a pocket of people that get missed, always a pocket of players that get missed. And those are the ones we really want to find, you know, it's like the Bible 99 and one went missing. That's the one we want to find. 
So uh, if you're out there and you feel that you're getting overlooked or you're unrecognized and nobody's um, seeing your things and or you know somebody who's like that, you got to give us a shout out. Um, make yourself known. And uh, so that way we can help you to help yourself move on to the next level. And it doesn't matter, you know, what grade level you're on um, because we have, everybody's got to start somewhere. And it's never too late. It's never, never too late. And, and that's a good point. It's never too late. You know, sometimes, you know, especially some of these seniors, they're probably upset, you know, obviously. Those guys that don't get to play, you know, we're in the state of North Carolina who, oh, by the way, has said they're not playing fall football. They're going to wait till the spring or, you know, we've heard they're okay. right in the spring. Um, you know, for, for the guys that, that are the 2021, you know, I would just encourage them, you know, as you would, not get down on yourself. Don't give up. You know, right. whether it's a not, – not everybody's going D1. Not everybody's going D2. You know, there's still some opportunities right. out there. Maybe you go D3. Maybe you go junior college, finish your development, and then to your, get, you know, halfway there to your degree with someone else paying for it. And then, you know, start finding those uh, opportunities to go play, you know, at the bigger schools and finish up your education. Because either at the end of the day, if somebody's giving you a free education, it doesn't matter where it's, you know, at what level it is, you're still getting that degree for free. And at the end of the day, when you graduate, you have that diploma in your hand. If you look at your uh, balance sheet and you have zero debt, that's a win-win no matter what. Uh, yeah, that that is true, um, you know, because um, there's many people, you know, just think about, you know, the draft. So many times guys go undrafted, you know, it's like, how do they not get, you know, get picked, those sorts of things. And, and but several weeks afterwards, you find out these guys got major, major contracts or they go on and be a walk on or they go on to the practice field and then somehow they make it um, onto that roster. So, uh, again, it's never too late. If you believe in it and you want it bad enough, then you find ways to make it happen, and you don't give up um, at the first no or the second no. You don't give up if that's truly what you desire and what you want to do. So definitely. Now, um, I know you're familiar with the big gentleman down, down there in uh, Beaufort. Everybody, uh, you know, kind of see him come on the scene. Uh, and I think he's supposed to be out here today. Um, you know, he, he as a freshman rising sophomore, uh, to pick up a D1 Power 5 offer is pretty interesting. There was a gentleman that was just talking to Richie, uh, number 2112 offensive lineman, just a few minutes ago. He's also a rising sophomore there from Mount Pleasant who just picked up an offer from University of South Carolina. I think with what you're oh, seeing, right. I hope, um, uh, and I think what, what – we can all be thankful for and what, you know, kind of makes us happy is that, you know, hopefully that trend will continue where the uh, South Carolina mm-hmm. schools, the in-state schools will start looking at these guys and keeping these guys home because some of the most successful teams, especially at the University of South Carolina, have been with, you know, a predominantly South Carolina loaded roster. And sure, they can't get everybody from South Carolina. We understand that. But it's got to be a little refreshing, you know, for someone who covers it as much as you do to start to hear about these sophomores getting these looks and these younger guys, you know, that the schools are trying to keep these guys in state. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. Um, and, the, and it's because of the, the guys that have successfully um, in these most recent years um, have successfully um, done well in their position and getting the offers and getting the looks that is causing um, the coaches to look even closer 
um, at the guys from South Carolina because I'm telling you, it's a hidden gem. There's a lot of hidden gems in the state of South Carolina, and it's high time that these coaches uh, realize that. And then, you know, once somebody else comes kicking in your backyard, then that's going to make local guys uh, look even harder, too. That's when I want to say, hey, let me look at home first, and then, you know, I'll look elsewhere. Um, but uh, like you said, they can't get everyone, no, but, you know, at least you get that chance. And I'm just glad that so many of our guys are doing so well and getting those, those offers that it is drawing in these coaches from other states because otherwise uh, it would be an unknown, untapped territory. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that uh, maybe us, you know, us guys, us folks, uh, there in the media can start to do is that, you know, when we talk to these recruits, we, I mean, uh, recruiting guys and gurus and coaches and stuff, you know, one of the things that we've heard lately, because, you know, we always say, hey, why is it, you know, there's, there's no way possible that, that we could imagine that kids from Rock Hill over the Spartanburg could be the only D1 athletes in the state of South Carolina. Now, sure, you have a couple yeah. in Columbia, but there seems to be a pocket. And one of the things that the feedback we were getting from these national uh, recruiting advisors was that, well, it's just easier to get in and out of because the I-85 corridor between Charlotte and Atlanta. And so, you know, and, and then, of course, they said, well, Columbia makes it a little easier, too, because we can hop on 20 from Atlanta or 77 from Charlotte. So what I was, you mm-hmm. know, with what you do and what you do so well is to help market these kids and to show that other side, as you talked about the other night, you know, that non-football side so that coaches can see mm-hmm. film because they don't, they don't have to go anywhere to click a button on a mouse. You know, to go sure. on Twitter, on their phone, to see these videos. So, you know, and that's one of the things that I think we, you know, if, if our mission is to help these guys, we got to find a way to uh, get exposure, especially to the rural kids. You know, the kids in Barnwell, yeah. the kids in Bamberg, the kids at Strom Thurmond High School, places like that. Because, you know, there's some great, wonderful, talented kids looking for opportunities. And it's just that, you know, they don't have the big media market. You know, they're not on, right. you know, the news there in Columbia or Charleston or Rock Hill or Greenville, Spartanburg area. So they're not getting that love and attention. So I think, you know, one of the things I think that would help these athletes out uh, and the schools, because, you know, if an athlete gets some attention, the school's going to get attention. It kind of makes everybody in the community okay. a little bit better. And so I think that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be, I think, one of our challenges is something I think we, you know, we can probably uh, start to tool and set up and explore ways to do that, because I think at the end of the day, you know, some people are going to say, you know, wow, I never would have seen that kid but for something like you guys have done. Yeah, that is that is that is true, and, and you're right. There's not a huge media market in you know in a lot of little pockets here in South Carolina. Um, it's it's a lot of rural areas um, that don't even they still don't get um, uh, internet service. I mean, I mean you think in this day and age that would just be laughable. But there's still pockets that don't get that. So um, obviously they're, they're not going to get the news. They're not going to have the advantage of getting to some of the camps like this. Um, you know, their schools may not make as much money or bring in as much money. So the the equipment is not as nice. Um, but it it takes some personal effort. It takes some grassroots effort. Excuse me. <clears throat> to seek these kids out, to help them to get on a platform so that they can be seen. And and so, like I said, I'm from the PD era, so first thing that comes to mind to me is is, is Dylan and, and Ladder and Lakeview, Marion, Mullins. Um, you know, we have 
uh, Amari Huggins coming out of Dillon. That's, you know, that's a small town, you know. And then we got T.J. Sanders out of Marion. That's a small town. But these guys have really made a splash on the scene this year, and I think that's really going to be helpful for the guys that to come from that same area as well. Because they'll let them know, hey, maybe I should, you know, check this area out. Or for people like, you know, for us to try and bring even just small camps, like, you know, small camps, small showcases to those areas so that it gives those guys some sort of outlet, some sort of platform in order to be recognized, um, to get a leg up and, and, and see, you know, what their potential is. See what their potential is. Yeah, and I think that's another part of it too is that, you know, we can we can put them on Twitter, you know, and, and we can have videos and we can do some of that stuff. You know, I, I guess if you want to look at, at in a positive light, one of the small blessings that we've gotten out of COVID is everybody's kind of learned to use these video chats and Zoom and things oh, like yeah. that, and maybe that's a that's a blessing part of it, you know, so we can do that. Now, a, a lot of co- colleges want to see the guy. They want to see him in person. They want to shake his hand or they want to look him in the yeah. eye. They want to say hello. They yeah. want to, you know, just lay lay eyes on him if it's not hands because of mm-hmm. COVID, they want to lay eyes on him. So, you know, and that's going to be, you know, that is a challenge. For some of those guys in those programs, that is a challenge sometimes because, they, you know, they don't have the transportation or they don't have, you know, b- being able to get to camp. So, you know, part of that program could be that, you know, we could set up some type of, uh, you know, kind of a, a middle point. Let's say in your PD area, like you mentioned, you know, the Mullins and, um, and Dylan, things like that, where we have, you know, a chance for those guys to hop on a, a, a minivan or something like that and get to these camps. Uh, you know, and, and maybe that's something we can look into and maybe setting up a type of scholarship type platform to get these guys out there because they're not going to be seen. If they're not seen, that's right. they're not going to get the opportunity. They're not going to be the opportunity. The sad part is they're going to go down as the best guy in their high school when they could have been exactly. the best guy in the ACC and going on to the NFL. Right. And it's just such a right. such a golden opportunity out there that, you know, it, it's almost like a has and have not. And the have-not could be, you know, a lot better gifted athletically, could be a model student, could be a model guy yeah. in the community, but just didn't have that platform and that opportunity. You know, so I think that's good. that would be a big opportunity to kind of pair that with what you do uh, and get these guys the video, the film, and the in-person visits. You know, sometimes it's just the experience of saying, hey, I can go to college. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because a lot of these kids may yeah. not, it may not have been a dream because they just haven't had that experience. So getting them on a college yeah. campus yeah. or this campus out atmosphere might just, you know, awaken something in them and say, you know what? Here's your confidence boost, and they realize, hey, I might can do this. I really can. Yeah, yeah, dude. That is exactly what I was thinking. It was exactly what was, you know, on my mind is that if you, you know, if we can bring some notoriety, if we can bring um, something to those guys, then one, I think it'll, it's like a double-edged sword because they are student athletes, and a lot of times the student drives the athlete, but in others, in with some kids, it's the athlete that drives the student because you have to have the grades if you want to get to college, especially if you're trying to get one of, the, one of these D1 colleges. you got to have the grades. So if they know that they have a chance to get recognized, if they know it's in the realm of possibility to be seen, that's going to drive them as students. And for those who need the athletic side, that's going to drive them as athletes to reach their full potential. 
and so many times you see in the rural areas, it's like, you know, um, I, I live in a small town, nobody's going to see me, you know, what's the use, those sorts of things. And you never want to dampen uh, some kids' spirit or just kill their dreams before they can even see if it's even possible. And that's what we do each time that we overlook the areas where they're not getting um, the recognition. There, there's not coverage. There's not someone there to help them to get seen. We're, we're killing the dreams. We're snuffing out their candle before anyone has even a chance to even think about it. So, and that's, a, that's something sad to think about. Yeah, it is, and you know, and as well as <laughs> I know, uh, you know, having teenage kids and, and things like that is, you know, sometimes you can tell a kid a hundred times, you can tell them to the, you know, the expressions, so you're blue in the face. You know, a teacher can say you need this. A high school coach can say, man, you got all the talent in the world, but I can't get you anywhere with a 2.2. You know, and then they get that experience at that college camp. They go visit. You know, the head coach or an assistant coach comes over to them and says, man, I really liked your. Uh, your game today, what's your grades like? Well, I got a yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Well, you got, and then the coach says, well, you got a year to get that up to a 2-8. And, you know, a good score on your SAT, ACT, you get that done, you know, you can come back and visit us. You know, sometimes that's, that's the right. biggest motivation out there. Exactly. And nope. exactly right. You got to have something to shoot for. You got to have some sort of motivation um, in order to even try to reach beyond what is right in front of you. You know, like you said before, you don't want to be the best player out of your high school and in your town and be, you know, well thought of and just in your town. That's great. That's a start. But when you can be so much more, you know, um, that's even um, more important. And, uh, and it's even um, going to help not just you, but it also helps the community and all the kids that come behind you. So it's, you know, it's we are each other's brother and sister. We are that, and we have to realize that we all are interconnected in this world. And no matter how personal it feels, every person has been touched or will be touched by someone, whether you're trying to or not. Somebody's looking. And so I, I think that is very, very important for um, us to try our best to try to reach those kids and at least give them some some sense of hope, some sense of uh, achievement to work towards. Yeah, I'm over here. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to find you so I can get my bearings. So I'm over here to your right. Uh, as you can see, we got the running mm-hmm. backs here. The running backs have the balls in the hands. They're starting their drills, their warm-ups. You know, got the ball in hand, running through pads, keeping that ball high and tight. Uh, you know, it looks like uh, so. We finally got some balls on the field, so to speak. We got some uh, young men stretching and running. Back there in the corner, keeping out to themselves uh, are, are some uh, linebackers over here to our or behind us. You know, I see some guys with some cutoff sleeves. That, to me, signals uh, wearing the ball cap. That's always the quarterback. Quarterbacks seem to be those guys <laughs> cut the sleeves off, show those arms, and uh, they always seem to have those ball caps on. No other position I've ever seen out here wearing ball caps but the uh, quarterback. So, that's always a telling tale there. So I'm assuming uh, the quarterbacks are here. You're going to see the wide receivers, uh, tight ends, and um, uh, defensive backs will be arriving soon. It looks like, yep, I think that's them behind you checking in uh, to the long line over there at the COVID station. Uh, just for anybody oh, yeah. curious, uh, guys check in. They check in to have their name on the sheet to check it off. They get their temperature checked immediately. 
um, they have to have a mask on before they're even allowed to present at that table. They'll go through there. They'll change. They'll put on their uh, their shirt and shorts, the purple shorts, you know, the shirt based on what position they're working out with. They'll get their height and weight done, and then they'll be sent to their position group only. They won't be just walking around the field, dabbing up anybody, shaking hands, giving high fives. They'll definitely be kept to their own group. Um, so that's kind of the, the setup out here. We got O-line, D-line uh, working on their drills, kind of getting ready. You know, you're already starting to see, like I told you, you start seeing these guys looking across the field, sizing each other up. We got running backs doing their drills uh, with their coach doing the learning portion of this. Uh, we got linebackers kind of doing their learning portion. Some of the stances, the coaches are talking to them about some form things over, over in the far backfield. Uh, so we're kind of getting ready. Hopefully here soon we'll start picking up with the one-on-one with the O-line, D-line. Uh, yeah, I, I see them. I see them coming together, and that, you're right about that. The O-line, D-line are definitely coming together, getting ready to show us um, some real competitions. And, uh, and it's a lot more running back than I expected to see, really. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but it, it, it's – and I hate to, you know, say it, but it's almost like – and you t- correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you know, you know more about it than I do, but it's almost like the running back is, is a – Dying position. If you look at oh, the yeah. higher levels in the college and the uh, NFL, um, besides you know, besides my my boy Elliot, you know, and um, shout out to Dallas Cowboy fans. Anyway, I, <laughs> Cowboy. I, I don't I don't feel Cowboy a lot of excitement. Of oh yeah, all right, okay, that's right. But yeah, I don't. I you you to, don't uh, see a lot of enthusiasm around. Need, I need to get branches on the window. Pretty good. And testosterone. And that's kind of well. But coming into the you know, everything that goes around comes back around. So right now, maybe not their spotlight, but it'll come back around again. I, you know, because um, right now I know that wide receivers are hot, and, and you can't win championships without defense. So they're always hot. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah. Now. <laughs> you know, and, and one thing, you're, you know, I agree with everything you said about the running back. You know, it, it's very rare, uh, you know, a guy like Zeke Elliott is taking the first round. You might see one or two anymore. It used to be several running backs because every team thought they had to, you know, run the rock and play good defense to win Super Bowls. And yeah. then, you know, the Rams, the Rams came along and threw for 6,000 yards and, and put up the, you know, the greatest show on turf and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I saw you, there's actually a running back over here. He's wearing the red mask. He's about middle row in this group. He's a young man. His mom I went to high school with. He plays down at Calden County. You uh, see Walsgrove. I saw him check in. He was six two and a quarter, two hundred and twenty four oh, yeah, pounds. Is. And uh, yeah, he's a big boy. And you know, yeah, he he might be in the wrong line. I, I think they sent him to the wrong line. <laughs> That's a big boy. Yeah, no, he's a running back. Yes, you played little quarterback out there. Look at those feet. Oh, wow. Oh, look at him. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing. If you get a guy with his size and those feet, that's uh, something to watch. But, uh, you know, he's, oh, like yeah. I said, I went to high school with his mom. And uh, we'll see what he can mm-hmm. do in the one-on-ones because there's some very big boys on the other side at the linebacker position as well. We're actually about to head over that way. I want to see, you know, start sizing up some guys and get some numbers in the back of the church and uh, see what we got here over here in the, uh, the linebacker pile. Okay. Well, I'm going I'm going to stay over here. Uh, I think the uh, offensive line, yeah, the offensive line, the defensive line, they're going head to head. So I want to see if I can't 
I'll pick up on some of this activity. Yeah, no doubt. Like I see, I, I do see the one-on-ones, which is try to get around the pads like the quarterback. So here comes the fun part. I already see dudes on the ground. <laughs> oh, you didn't see. There was one guy that just passed me, just bloodied up. <laughs> he is on his way to the medical tent. Uh, yeah, he passed by me, and apparently he probably got his nose busted. Yeah. He's still walking. That's a good sign. Yeah, I'm kind of curious now because I see some of the, uh, the those sophomores we were just talking about there on the field. We'll see what they do, uh, you know, with their Power 5 offers to get some of these you know, older guys, you know. All the older guys have that yeah. body. They're kind of straight, strong there. <laughs> Coach Scott, you wanted to uh, get on the radio there with you. Tell him he can uh, be interviewed if he wants to get on. I told her, go ahead, Chachi, now, you want to get on with Miss V. Yeah, I know she was so tall. You hear this? He's out here um, making fun of my height, talking about he didn't know I was going to be so tall. Well, he's not much taller than I am. So, Hold on, man. We're going to shut up on that. <laughs> but he's going to give you a lecture I about well, yeah. I am well. It was going great out here. Yeah. Going great. Clouds taking care of Oh, us. yes. You must yes, have paid yes, your tithes. Yes. All the time. That's why I was doing that then. All the time. They, they call for rain, and you pay your time. All the time. Look at God. Uh, all the way here. All the way here. I ain't got stressed out yet, so it must be going pretty well. Yeah. This kid is really good. Which one you look? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you, Miss V, as you can hear now, boy, we're starting to heat up on these one-on-ones. We're starting to get some hand slaps yeah. and, uh, to the face and the pushing around out here. Uh, so we should be uh, getting some live action. Oh, and, and don't let him talk to you about height because he's a DB coach. And some of his best DBs are five foot nine. Going against these six foot two and six foot three wide receivers, he'll tell you it's all about technique. And it's the uh, what do they say? It's the it size of the dog in the fight. Look, I learned. The size of the fight, the dog. I learned it was not. I learned it was not about the size on at the very first game of last season, Dutch Fort uh, against um, Mallet Creek. Malachite were like trees. Those were grown men with children. <laughs> and just for defense was so small. But these kids held their own. I was so so proud to be from the Millers at that time because those guys they did a great job. They did a great job against those. So no, it doesn't matter about the size. It's all about technique. All about technique. You can ask any chili about that. Shout out to all Tony's in, yeah. in the area. Yep. And if you look around here, though, like you said, the size. You know, you got kids that are 15 years old out here at six foot five, six foot six, uh, six foot eight. You know, there are some there are big 248 that's about to go in the uh, offensive part of you. I don't know what year that guy is, but he looks, you know, he's easily six foot four to six foot five and 300 pounds. And oh, by the way, they're crazy athletic. I mean, these are guys that. Different, you know, size, you know, cornbread eaters who just sit there. You know, these guys are moving their body oh, yeah. in an unreal yeah. way. Yeah, these some big guys out here. These guys look like, you know, they got pinches in here somewhere. You know, uh, yeah, I wouldn't definitely want to run up on either one of them. I don't well, think I got know, any kind of technique inside me to get myself here. Well, 
We just picked up our hostess with the mostest. who has been doing some TV uh, here with the uh, uh, Carolina Showcase guys. We had some guys on the interview. Uh, they wanted to get him on the TV. So uh, Richie's now going back in on the radio with us. So now we have a team of three. Hey, guys. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun here. I've had a chance to talk to four or five big-time offensive linemen. One or two of the guys actually from the Illinois side of the world. And then we had a couple of dudes in here from Huff. And, and it's fun to hear their passion in their voice, the opportunity for them to speak, not just about the game of football, because we see them play football, but they talked about their majors. They talked about their path to getting here today. And, again, if, if they're like the guys from Illinois, man, these cats, they jumped on a plane, they went to Maryland, checked down in Charleston, South Carolina, and then drove up here. At the end of this, they'll drive back to Charleston, and they'll fly out tomorrow. We're actually going to catch up with them down in Charleston tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, then we talked to one of the guys who was an offensive line coach ever Greensville, but he's here, of course, working this camp and giving this opportunity. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. And then, Miss B, we got to see uh, Big Chase. He walked by, gave me a dab, and he's actually over there on the far side if you wanted to head over there to kind of catch that young man. He just um, took somebody to school over there at his camp. Uh, but, Miss V, it's good to have you. I haven't had a chance to talk to you as much, but I'm glad to have you out here today. You're part of the network. We're all one team under, of course, that umbrella of these young athletes between the South Carolina High School Blitz and Southern Sports Central now working up here with the Carolina Experience. Uh, it's going to be a great day. Uh, it has already been a great day. I'm excited about what I'm seeing, and now it's really, you know, cranking up out here. And, yeah, um, you know, with being with you guys and High School Blitz, it kind of helps these guys out here, these athletes, to know that their mama is out here. So I know you guys look at them from an athlete standpoint, how big and strong they are. But I'm out here making sure y'all taking care of all these babies, you know. And COVID-19's out here, so we want to make sure that you guys are taking care of all these babies. Their mom sent them here, and I am watching to make sure that they are okay. I even got my medical kit in the car. See, I'm always ready. That's, that's what mamas do. We're always ready. Now, Miss B, you've had a chance to, to be at the other event that, that we worked together over at Ben Limpin with the guys from Infinity, which I thought those guys did a great job. And here today, you know, you're, you're able to help do the broadcasting and you're doing all the things that you're doing. What have you seen between so far at this camp to the other camp? And, again, you see the mask and you hear Chachi and a lot of these coaches saying, look, if you don't wear your mask, you can wear your seatbelt. You can hit the street and we'll see you the next time. Well, it tells me that they're, you know, they're taking it serious. Um, definitely, they're taking it serious. And Affinity uh, Camp was great. It really was. They did a great job um, making sure that they took care of things on their end, making sure that they had the mask, making sure that they had the water, making sure the guys were taking breaks. But the biggest difference I see here is basically the size of the field. It allowed these guys to spread out even more. So there's less contact. Um, with such a huge group. So the groups are, yeah, they're split up, and they are able to space out a little bit more, I think. And I don't know if it's just how it was drilled into them prior to coming out here, but it's definitely not um, a social hour. It's definitely not that. I don't see, you know, guys just catching up like they hadn't seen each other in a while or anything like that. These guys are out here to work. These guys are not out here socializing. They're watching the person in front of them. They're watching the players in front of them, and they're just biding their time for when they get up there. So that's one of the differences I see. 
Um, and I don't know, again, I don't know if it's because of the number of players or the space of the facility, but it's definitely our business out here. Yeah, it's an all-business out here, guys, and, of course, uh, I'm very excited to be a part of the broadcast along with uh, Eugene Benton, who brought us in throughout him, of course, in the first lady. That is Miss V with the South Carolina High School Blitz. It's all, honestly, one team, one dream, and one direction, and that is for the youth because, again, we say this on Southern Sports Central. Kids don't care how much you know until they know they care how much you are they how much you know, how much you care. So you kind of got what I'm saying here. But, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a lot of excitement because I'm seeing a lot of these guys for the second and third time, and you're watching their eyes light up when we talk to them. North Carolina, by the way, isn't playing football until the spring, which is actually a midwinter month when they start in February, I believe. South Carolina, they're actually going to get their games up and going, hopefully by the end of next month. A lot of the kids there have started practicing. They started getting after it. Last week, Dorchester County, where Somerville, of course, for Dorchester, Ashy Ridge, they'll actually start doing their workouts starting on Monday. So, uh, you know, it is going to go full-fledged. We're going to have a lot of fun. But today is going to be that day of a lot of work. And I can tell you, I, I've seen a few new faces out here today, guys. Eugene, I'll kind of let you take it away for a little while. And uh, you let me know if we need to throw a song on, give you guys a little bit of a break today. But uh, I know we got water, we got a tent, but we got a lot of action all around us, Eugene. Hey, guys, you know, I just want to call out Miss B. I'm over here with the linebackers. I know she's fainting those running backs over there. But from what I can see, uh, we definitely have the size. And she's got numbers over there with running backs, but uh, I see a lot of athleticism. So, Miss V and the Blitz group and Southern Sports Central, we want to take a little roundhouse bet. Uh, I'm going with linebackers winning these one-on-ones. I'm seeing a lot of big dudes with quick feet, quick hips, and uh, that's what the coaches here are working on now, is, you know, getting turned around, dropping into coverage, things like that. So, Miss V, I'm thinking I'm, I'm taking the yeah. linebackers in this matchup. Well, um, I am too. I am, too. I am definitely um, taking the linebackers because uh, I saw them for a little bit when I was over there. And, yeah, there's some trees over there, too. There's some some old trees, trees that have been planted, you know, a century or so ago. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're going at it out here. It's a, okay, yeah. Anyway, yes, I'm on with the linebackers. I think they're going to take it today. I don't know about you, um, but it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. I'm thinking you're going with the wide receivers this afternoon and not the DBs or vice versa. Oh, that's a hard one. That truly is a hard one. I just don't know about that. Uh, mm, probably the wide receivers. If I have to pick one, I hope my boys don't get mad at me, but if I have to pick one, I think I'll go with the wide receivers. But I, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's definitely going to be a battle. I and typically go with defensive backs. So yeah. <laughs> well, I typically go with the DBs and these type of things. Only the reason why is in a lot of cases, you know, the wide receiver hasn't had a chance to build that chemistry with the quarterback. Uh-huh. Sometimes, you know, I'll get it behind the quarterback, the wide receivers, before they do the one-on-ones, just when they're kind of doing some of those skeleton routes. And you'll start to see those guys kind of pair up. It's almost like a, a courting at, at a prom or something where the wide receivers start looking at the quarterbacks they think can throw the best ball. Yeah. The quarterbacks yeah. start looking at the wide receivers with the great hands who can jump, look athletic. Cause, you know, it's kind of like, hey, I want the best-looking guy to throw or catch, you know, because that might be my chance to be seen on, on film. And so that's always a, a funny courtship to watch is when they start, you know, the quarterbacks and wide receivers start getting those uh, – 
oogly eyes for each other, you know, for that uh, when it comes time to one on one. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. That's why you're the professional at this um, because that's a good point. You need to think about that. But yeah, they definitely need time to develop that chemistry, and you know, you don't want to go right and he's looking for you go left. Um, you know, so yeah, that chemistry between them two takes time to develop. Um, and they definitely haven't had that. But I think, though, at the caliber these guys look to be today, at least, like I said, I haven't seen the wide receivers yet, but uh, the caliber of the guys that are here today, I think that they're seasoned. I think they're professional enough, and I think they have um, the football intelligence to not need that much time at this juncture of where we are in, in the training. So I think that they'll still pull it out. Well, one half of that courting relationship is on the field, as you'll see, uh, uh, you know, behind you, if you're still facing the O-line, D-line uh, area, is yeah. the quarterbacks. Uh, I see these guys over here throwing. Uh, there's some very, oh, yeah. there's some tall guys today. You know, I don't, I don't know that there's a whole lot of dual threat guys. I see a lot of guys with long legs, long arms, throwing over the top, uh, who look there pretty polished. Mm-hmm. I know you've seen uh, 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 Coach Robinson out here. Uh, Ramon, he, he's uh, the quarterback guru, so to speak, out of uh, out of really the southeast. If you name a big-time school, he's got a quarterback or had a quarterback, you know, quarterback that team at that school at some point. And that goes from high school to college and even a couple in the NFL. But, uh, you know, I know he's excited. Uh, one of the quarterback coaches is uh, Guy Olson, who played for the University of Miami, quarterback out of New Jersey. He's one of the quarterback coaches out here working with him as well. Uh, but it looks like to be a pretty big – numbers there. It looks like we had quite a few quarterbacks uh, warming up. and um, Yeah, there's a, there's a lot you know, of them we'll, we'll get going. Yeah, it is. And uh, these guys here in the gray, uh, my understanding is going to be the uh, – uh, I was trying to see if I see Chachi. These must be – yeah, these are the defensive backs over here. You know, he's got his herd. He's going to keep them uh, all, all ready for those one-on-ones because uh, about two weeks ago on the show, they were talking a little trash. So, We'll see what so we'll see what happens because apparently the wide receiver coach on Twitter, according to Coach Chachi, uh, only put things out there when his guys happen to make a catch. You know, the wide receiver coach's response was, "That's my job. I like my guys when they do something well." There you go. So they, That's uh, the way you do they it. had a little trash talking, exactly. But they had a little trash talking going on, and uh, that's always a little bit of fun too to hear some of that stuff. Never seen where anything gets too, you know, crazy out here. But uh, you know, it's always a little bit, you know, uh, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna got you, and it's usually the defensive back talking the most trash. Yeah, well, you know, like you said, the defensive back—that's that's what they know. So why wouldn't they be talk, talk, talk you know, talking some trash? So um, I didn't expect anything different. But hey, you know, you got to promote, and that's how you promote. You know, if he is, you know, if he wants his guys seen, he better get on it, and he get left behind. So, that's what you got to do. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm actually going back. Uh, I want to get a little closer to the quarterback here, kind of get behind him. Uh, again, I, I'm seeing size out of the quarterback position. You know, looking back, looking at some of these guys, you know, years ago you would think this guy, you know, a couple of these guys would play, you know, linebacker or something. They have the big broad shoulders and things like that. But, yeah. uh, you know, here they are spinning the ball. They're very tall. They're very athletic. You know, I mean, you know, you didn't see, I guess, it, you know, like you said earlier with the running back situation, how it trends all the way up to the NFL. You know, now you have NFL yeah. quarterbacks who are 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. You didn't see that before. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting to see that as well. Now, uh, 
I'm going back towards the running backs. We have some some uh, some some ring stuff going on with the feet where uh, you know switching lanes, getting those hips down. I see coaches getting on these guys. You know, like I said, some of these linebackers are pretty big guys, and you know they're demanding. You know, stay low, stay low, get get your hips down. So uh, it's some uh, some it's some interesting dance moves that they're putting on around these cones over here. Well, I'm heading about that way myself. Um, back over here to the running backs, and um, yeah, they definitely must be getting a talking to because everybody's standing, but they are definitely tuned in to whatever it is he's showing them. He's showing them the proper mechanics is what he's doing as I get closer. Uh, so he must have saw somebody not quite getting to what he wanted them to to look like. So this is why these types of things are so important. Hey, Eugene, guys, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break in here just for a little bit. I want to give you guys some water. <laughs> Y'all been doing this for one hour, so uh, I'm going to give you guys a trophy when we get home, or maybe we'll feed you. But uh, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about what's happening up here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it's a lot of greatness. I mean, it is a lot of uh, big dudes, little dudes doing big things, and I'm going to tell you, don't go anywhere. We got two more hours, one hour in the book, and this – it's Southern Sports Central Live coming to you from the Carolina Experience Prep Football Showcase in Charlotte, North Carolina, guys. Top of hour one is done. Here comes hour two in a few hours, a few minutes for these guys to get a little water. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on Blog Talk Radio. Summertime. Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair Cause basketball courts in this 
summer got girls there. The temperature's about 88. Hop in the water plug, just for old time's sake. Break to your crib, change your clothes once more. Cause you're invited to a barbecue to start with four. Sitting with your friends as y'all reminisce about the days growing up and the first person you kiss. And as I think back, makes me wonder how the smell from a grill could spark off nostalgia. All the kids playing out front, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six o'clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go to the summertime, hang out, and look like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine, fresh from the barbershop, applying the beauty salon. Every moment fronting and maxing, chilling in the car, they spent all day waxing, leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. There's an air of love and of happiness, and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Altman alongside Eugene Benton here today in Charlotte, North Carolina. Ms. V, the first lady of the South Carolina High School Blitz, has joined us here on the broadcast today, and they have done an incredible job covering it in hour number one. If you're listening anywhere across the United States or maybe here in the state of North Carolina and South Carolina, we say hello and good afternoon. It is football Saturday, a Saturday showdown with a bunch of dudes, and I mean, they're throwing them down and around, ladies and gentlemen, we just watched the battle between the offense and the defense, and uh, pancakes for everybody out here, of course, that's the goal, uh, as these young men try to get after, of course, we are keeping an eye on not just the kids that we've interviewed over there, if you uh, heard earlier, I've been blessed to get an opportunity to be uh, one of the faces, how cool is that, of the Carolina Experience uh, Prep Football Showcase here at the second camp that they put together and uh how about that big chase from north myrtle beach just putting uh the work on that same guys that we talked about from the uh state of illinois that is going to be one for the books if you're watching it live uh you just saw it yourself you know here's been the fun thing and, and these guys are all here to battle they're all here to deal and some of these guys have camped not just at this camp they've gone to the infinity camp from maybe there's a third camp that they've met each other worked together they got a chance to form a family, a bond, and, and at the end of the day, you know, that, that is the story. You know, we might all wear different jerseys, we might all play different positions, but our goal is, is, is the same, whether you're a coach, you're a player, you're a parent, you're a grandparent, you're a neighbor, and you know a young man or a young woman that plays a sport, you want to see them be successful. So that's what we're about here at Southern Sports Central, that's why we've partnered over here with the Carolina Experience Prep Football Showcase, and of course, Ken Brown, Miss V, and all of those over there at the South Carolina high school blitz. Uh, I know Eugene here uh, trying to get him some water, make sure he's hydrated, and I enjoyed the entertainment there because Chachi came in and uh, quickly shut down some of the conversation as Eugene was trying to throw some shade on size to Miss V, and 
I got to be honest, if she's four foot seven, then he's four foot nine. I mean, ain't a whole lot of difference in size. Uh, you know, you, yeah, you got to throw it out there, Eugene. But, uh, again, it's been a lot of fun. There is um, a lot of guys out here. I actually had a chance to interview for you low country guys, the young man, Eugene. I, I talked to the guy that's from uh, Charleston over there at Oceanside, the young sophomore that just got an offer from South Carolina. And, uh, you know, he looks like a grown man. And then you talk to him, and you reminded yourself real quick, this is a young sophomore coming on the microphone, buddy. Yeah, earlier uh, we were checking in before you know, I had an old Oceanside shirt on as a T-shirt so I could switch in because I didn't want to ride up here in, in, in my uh, exposure shirt and get all that stuff wrinkled up and sweaty and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I had an old Oceanside T-shirt, and one of the guys that's a writer for Clemson comes up to me, and he says, uh, you know, it's the big guy here. And I said, actually, yeah. Uh, and so when he got out of the car, one of the Clemson, most of the Clemson writers uh, came over and, and uh, asked uh, to introduce him. So I walked, you know, introduced him, walked over. Uh, they took some pictures, interviewed him. They just couldn't believe you know, how tall he was. And so when we were coming through, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Callahan from the University of North Carolina, or the 24-7 beat writer for UNC, uh, came up to me as well and said, hey, you know, I saw this kid walking up. Uh, you know, is he everything that he said? And I said, well, your recruiting service has him as the number nine kid in the country for his uh, year. And so um, and I said, you know, let's check his height and weight. Sure enough, he checked out 6'8", 266. So, you know, he's a, a hell of a kid size-wise. Uh, and has that opportunity to play the next Freeling, 
Uh, he had some good reps in there. The big gentleman with the nose busted up did well. Uh, There's also some upperclassmen, but it seemed like you know, some of the younger guys just happened to come today to show out because they did really well. We got some speed on the defensive line, uh, but these uh, offensive lines seem to get some of the best of it. And it was kind of a misnomer because typically at these things, the defensive line seems to get the best just because, you know, they don't have the pads on. You can't get under a guy's pads. You can't do some of the techniques you would actually do in a game. Uh, but right now it looks like uh, we're headed back over offensive line of beat in this backfield. Uh, and now we got the running back search coming on to the, the main field in the filming session here uh, you know, to get their work in. So I'm guessing, you know, next we'll see the linebackers versus the running backs. Which, as Miss B and I just talked about, we're definitely looking forward to that because uh, there's a lot of athleticism plus size in the linebacking core. Now, there are a couple of running backs with some good size, but, you know, sometimes those running backs can win with their speed, their feet, their hips, and being able to create space, get into space, catch the ball and take off. So we'll definitely see what's up with that coming up uh, here soon. Looks like the uh, defensive line guys, the defensive line guys are, are uh, taking a water break as well as the offensive line guys. So, um all right, but well now I'm, uh, looks like uh, some of the coaches are arriving over here. Uh, some people are talking to the, the bigger position group. They're going off. Uh, our co-host, Richie, has been called again to the television, so he's got the mic in his hands, got the camera in front of him. He's doing his thing and getting on the television here. Uh, but, you know, wherever you go, you see some type of uh, – a massive athlete doing great things, and that's what's really exciting to see out here today. It's just the level of competition. Again, we're back. I'm back looking at the running backs. Uh, you know, they, they look big until you get to the linebackers, and it just must be a thing today. But you know, what I'm interested to see is how quick these guys are. You know, they're getting low, they're hitting these pads, they're going through the cones like it's uh, like they're just slicing through butter. So that's fun to watch. Um, so now. I had looking over at the backfield. The backfield seems to be empty, so that must mean we're starting to pair up the quarterbacks and wide receivers. We're getting that going as well. That's going to be an interesting thing to see. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's there's steady action, and you don't see other than when it's designated. You can't see anybody on the field at one time in, in multiple groups. You're going to see something like a multiple group, you know, one position group, one to two only if it's necessary for that one-on-one competition, the wide receiver group and the um, quarterbackers will see those together. But other than that, you, you're not going to see You're just going to see a, a separation due to the COVID thing. I mean, you got running backs over here running drills with masks on. we got linebackers with masks on. You know, so whether it's tough to breathe, whether it's hard to do this, hard to do that, it, it, whatever it is, you know, they're still having to do it. So follow protocols, keeping everyone safe. So that's just, that always is the challenge. That's the new challenge. You know, that's the thing that makes this the toughest. Uh, out here to get along and to do so, but um, you know we're going to keep working. And uh, wow, I'm looking over here, defensive lineman uh, Chase from North Myrtle Beach, and uh, you know he's he's done well in his drills and takes his shirt off on the field. And, you know he's bleeding, so if it wasn't contact, you know I'm not sure. It looks like more like scratches. Uh, <laughs> definitely, a defensive coach walked up and says it's because there's a lot of holding going on. You know, it's hard on these things because they don't have pads. So, typically, like I said earlier, you, you'll see these drills. You see these one-on-ones. A lot of times the defensive line guys win these things because you don't have those pads and things like that. But, uh, 
you know, so as an offensive lineman, you just got to use your arms and try to get them to the ground best you can. You don't know which way they're going. You know, it's sweaty, slippery. You don't have that jersey material. So uh, it, it's definitely a challenge, but, um, you know, it, it, it's definitely something worth it. So if you're an athlete with a fatigue, you can come out here and do it. You know, you can come and do it, put on your show, and, uh, you know, see who comes calling. The last couple of weeks we were out here, uh, the gentleman now who's been interviewed with uh, Ricky, North Myrtle Beach, is Chase, uh, which we tweeted out, you know, he, he came to the camp with zero offers, not even the small school offers. He did really well. Uh, coaches saw his size, what he's been doing in the weight room, what he's been doing personally. Uh, you know, guy picked up two Division one offers, Georgia State, Coach Elliott, knows South Carolina well, uh, and Coastal Carolina, who's right there in, you know, that area of Conway. Um, you know, or, well, Horry County. And so, you know, here's the guy who just did it, you know. He, he paid, he did the work, he paid the dividends at home, uh, put in the time, put in the nutrition, put in the, you know, the lifting, the cutting, the doing this, the doing that, everything he could do. Uh, they come out to camp a couple weeks ago, puts it on, puts it on, and boom, you know, he, he's going to college for free if everything else, you know, works out for him. He, he you know, got those offers. Uh, he said he's good to go academically. So, you know, there's a the guy that said because he came out here and put on a show and did really well. Now, you know, there's some other guys. We were at the Intendi camp uh, Atlanta two weekends ago. Now, you had the same type of event where there was some of the best coaches around. Coach Wilson, he's been on the show with us. He has run uh, the Intendi camp now uh, three of them just this summer. And he's a guy who is experienced. Plus, he, he grew up, he had to go to, to JUCO for a couple of years, like he said. You know, he, he just needed the grades and things like that. He takes that route. He goes on to Appalachian State. That's really well there. Uh, he goes into the draft. He didn't get drafted, but he signed with uh, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. You know, he becomes a captain on special teams. You know, he, he played and won a Super Bowl there, uh, you know, with Coach Chucky. And, and he said, you know, on the show, that was one thing he, he just didn't seem to apply himself. He thought the coach hated him. Well, part of that was some of him. But he learned so much because of that. That's what made him a better player. So he leaves there and goes on to play with uh, Baltimore Ravens. Does really, really, really well there with the Baltimore Ravens. You know? And, and that was the opportunity they created just because, you know, he finally kicked in that, you know what, I want something. If I want to be better, if I want to be special, I got to put in the special. I got to be better. No one's going to give me the better. No one's going to give me the special. I got to go do it myself. So that's what happened, you know, to him. And, again, he, he shows up and gets a long career in the NFL. But um, <laughs> Miss V out here trying to give some love to the players that she's uh, done so much for and does so much with. But I tell you what, everywhere she goes, she's got a heck of a fan club. And no doubt she's uh, earned that status. You know, if anybody's uh, been around the – South Carolina football, uh, you know, social media, especially the high school blitz, things like that. Uh, Miss V is kind of the one that runs the show. She's on the show with us, you know, discussing, you know, what she does and how her role is, has grown and has uh, built on to what, you know, could have been, should have been, but now, you know, rolling. And she has so many great ideas about building her program and her brand because her brand and her program is, if you ask her, is the kids. And that's getting them to the next level. And that's getting them, you know, trained up in how to do an interview because they're not just interviewing for, you know, her videos. They're interviewing for college. They're interviewing for scholarships. They're interviewing for business. They're learning that skill because when they go in to shake a hand, when they go in to talk about themselves, you know, some of these guys have never done that before. They've never talked about themselves. 
they've never met anyone, you know, to put in that pressure of, oh, by the way, i got to go talk. i got to go, you know, answer questions about myself. You know, I don't know what they're going to ask. Because you don't always know what they're going to ask. So sometimes coaches, interviewers, job interviews, they throw these oddball questions to see if they can stump just to see if they can get you off balance, to see how you react, see how you end yourself. You crack under pressure, or do you just stay cool and calm and collected and come back with a good response? It's all part of it. And so they're going to they do that regularly out here, and the B is trying to do that. You know, Richie and I have done that on the show for, for months and years. That's part of it, to get these uh, young folks trained up where they can handle an interview, where they can handle themselves, where they have that maturity level, that experience to go and do it at the next level, uh, whether that level be, you know, uh, uh, going to college for athletics, whether that next level be a military, a job, a career, or something like that. So, uh, I'm going to take a quick break. It is 1.20. I will be back at 1.25 uh, so we can grab another uh, bottle of water. It's uh, not as hot last, this time. It was 116 on the field last time we were out here. Today it's got up to about 86. So it's not terrible today. It's a nice, somewhat breeze. It's kind of well, it's like it's going to rain, so we'll see if it's going to rain today or not. But hopefully it'll just stay cloudy with a little breeze and we don't get wet because we have a lot of expensive equipment out here. And, you know, we want the field dry so these guys can make the cuts, make the moves, uh, showcase their speed, their hips, you know, and things like that. Because, you know, I want to see the guys get the best out of their drill that they can get. I don't want the guys slipping and falling over the field. You know, I just we want to see best on best. No excuses, no slips, no, you know, whatever. Just want to see the best on best, and so that's what we're looking for today. We got to see that a lot with the O line, D line, and so uh, next up will be the running back and linebacker group. Uh, but yeah, again, I'm gonna take a quick break and we'll be back at 125. Well, we're back a little bit early. I got done what I need to do and catch some water. And, uh, oof, it's starting to feel pretty good out here. It's not bad. It's the breeze is picking up. Hopefully, it's not a sign for rain. But, um, you know, earlier I've been saying all day the defensive line coaches seem to be the most jacked up guys. They seem to be the guys that kind of got things rolling. They were kind of the hype man. But today, for whatever reason, it seems to be that uh, title seems to be going over to the uh, running back coach here. You know, he's the louder guy. He's got the whistle. Nothing seems to be exactly perfect. He seems to be that tactician coach that, uh, you know, your foot better be on the line. You better step here. You better step there. You better not touch my pads. better not touch my cones. Uh, he definitely seems to be pushing it on and getting this out of these guys. Um, you know, and, and every line seems to be right there in front of those cameras. we got three cameras. we got one doing live interviews, uh, following the drills from the defensive, offensive line guys. Uh, we got defensive line guys with uh, Richie right now on television. We got the film crew set up on the field, filming the drills. And again, uh, we got quarterbacks warming up with some receivers, throwing a couple routes. Quarterbacks will be in black, wide receivers will be in white shirts. Uh, we got the linebackers uh, over there in the gray. And we got the running backs over here in the white. Uh, that seems to be, you know, as, as we'll see, kind of the last group of the day, we'll have the one on one. Looks to be next with the running backs and linebackers. Uh, after that, we'll have the one-on-ones with the receivers and DBs with the quarterbacks throwing the ball. Sometime before then, we'll have some of those uh, past skeleton drills with the quarterbacks and receivers as soon as they get, you know, together. Again, you know, I mentioned, you know, there is one, there are one-on-ones out here. 
there are times where, you know, you have guys uh, going for a ball, touching each other, hands on each other, things like that. That will happen. But it's not going to happen just randomly. Uh, everything is super controlled for this type of atmosphere. You don't see, you know, multiple groups on the field unless it's doing that one-on-one. And the only time they're doing the one-on-ones, it's not a bunch of guys standing around behind each other, behind them. Uh, you know, Coach Chachi's on there several times telling people to back up, separate, move around. You know, it's like uh, with Sid, you know, you got one rule out here, and that's to listen to the coaches. <laughs> and the coaches' one uh, rule is keep you behind safe because if you don't keep safe, you don't make your choices, you'll make decisions. Next decision will be buckling the seatbelt and headed on out. They're just not going to do it. Uh, you know, guys agree when they come out here to do that, to follow those rules, follow those guidelines. And so, like I said, you know, the whole day, it hasn't actually been as rough as last time. Last time, uh, coaches were very a little bit more vocal about it. I think today it's, you know, kind of guys been there, done that, same as coaches. They've kind of seen the protocol. They've done the protocol. So this isn't brand new. So these guys are out here doing it, you know, for the second time at the same field. And uh, so it seems to be going well, pretty smooth. We started on time, got things set up. Offensive line, defensive line seem to be done. Uh, I know some, you know, guys are talking to some coaches and uh, a couple beat writers. 24-7 sports is covering they're covering for, uh, I've seen, again, Clemson, UNC, at the UNCG, Greenfields out here. Uh, and, and, again, these aren't coaches, so there's no illegal recruiting going on. These are beat writers for, you know, uh, last time we had Gamecock Central featured out here. Uh, they're, they're writers for these uh, subscriptions. Who, by the way, have to be recruiting services. So you can bet your dollar that those guys, you know, when they see a guy, they film a guy, they talk to a guy, they take pictures of a guy, you know, they have the ear of these coaches. They know who to call on staff and say, hey, I saw this guy at camp, man. You guys need to check out a film. So, you know, the coaches aren't here representing any university doing anything nefarious. There's no uh, recruiting going on in that aspect. Uh, the main thing is, you know, the film's going on. You're filming these guys. They send this film out. It's live feeds. You can tune in on YouTube. All you have to do is to go to the Twitter account for uh, – uh, Carolina Exposure, and it's X, like letter X, not EX, so it's Carolina Exposure. Uh, check those out. You can follow the links. You can follow the links to YouTube. You can get on and check out uh, what's going on. You can follow live and watch these uh, one-on-ones. You can watch the drills. That's pretty exciting. This is the second time we've been out here. I'm looking back, uh, kind of hoping these uh, quarterbacks get going with the wide receivers. I've seen a couple of receivers run a few routes, but, you know, it's just more fun when you look over there and every time you turn, you see, you know, four or five balls zipping in the air. I'm really excited to see what these guys do. You know, last time we came up here, you know, the quarterback play was pretty good. And then we went to Atlanta, and the quarterback play was probably the best I've ever seen at the camp. Um, You know, those guys looked a little more polished. They looked older. They looked larger. Uh, They just seemed to have, you know, that hit to them. There are some guys out there, you know, with some offers or guys that, you know, came from pedigrees that, you know, met a couple of them. Was, oh, by the way, my brother just got an offer to Ole Miss, you know, and, and so we're looking forward to seeing those guys. And I think, yep, looks like the quarterbacks are bouncing the balls and they're walking this way. So that's going to be interesting. The running backs now are dropping the balls, leaving them there on the field. Uh, looks like the running backs are going to get water. So hopefully soon this running back uh, linebacker matchup is going to start happening because, you know, we definitely want to see that. You know, it's uh, – Again, you know, the running backs are just stout. You know, the guys uh, have been quick, shifty. They cut really well. They're built really well. 
Um, so I'm just really looking forward to this matchup with linebackers. Linebackers, what I saw, you know, they were some quick in 52. They were just big. The linebackers that checked in today just seemed to be, you know, this typical six foot two. There's some six foot three guys, you know, some 220, 215. You know, the kind of guys you're going to see at the next level, the, the college roster is going to be full of linebackers with 6'2", 215, 6'2", Saw one earlier that was 6'2 and a half, uh, 224 at check-in. You know, and that's in his socks. These aren't guys checking in in their cleats. You know, when I say a guy checked in at 6'8", it was 6'8 in his socks. They, you know, they always tell these guys when you show up, man, you get in front of that, that tape measure, take those slides off. When you get on the scale, take that backpack off, keep the slides off. But when you see height and weight from Carolina exposure, you know it's legit. I actually watched it myself. I watched those guys stand up by the tape measure, put their heads up. They actually used this, uh, a leveling bar to put on the crown on their head. It goes right across to that tape measure, so you get an accurate height. And then I saw the digital scale actually weighed myself. I was very proud of myself. Last week I put on a few extra of those COVID pounds. I put on four of those COVID pounds last week. Uh, and, I, and I was a little uh, upset with myself because I felt like I didn't do anything crazy with the eating. Maybe I just wasn't uh, – I know I didn't have as many training sessions. So I didn't get out there and lose the weight. Wasn't out there working for four and five hours in the sun. Um, so put on five pounds. And uh, so today when I checked in, I was down those five pounds again. So really uh, happy about that. Just feel a little bit better. And you start putting on that weight at this age. I'm 42, going on 43 years old. Start putting on that weight. You can feel it all over your body. You just don't want to do anything. And that just makes you want to further just stay on that couch. And that's not good. So I love getting out here today. It's been a great day uh, so far with the competition. We've seen uh, the O-line, D-line, and the one-on-one. It's always been our great time to watch those things. You know, now we've got, uh, like I said, the linebackers and running backs coming up. We're going to see. Now, if, for, if you're interested, we don't have helmets pass. You're not going to see a linebacker, you know, stick a running back in a hole and, and, and drive him back. You know, we just can't do that in this type of atmosphere. That's what this camp isn't about that. You know, you're going to see linebackers, can they cover? Can they, you know, show their ability to make breaks? Can they get out, you know, can they get in space, pick up a guy coming from the backfield? Because, you know, hopefully their film will show that they can tackle. Because you just can't tackle at a camp combine like this, you know, with no helmet, no shoulder pads, you know, no full padded gears. You're just not going to do that. Even when a guy's in shells, you know, you always tell them, in practice, you just take a dude to the ground. We're not going, you know, we're not going to wrap him up and drive him in the ground. We're not going low, things like that. So nobody wants to see anybody get hurt, and that's the biggest thing you can't, you don't want to see happen. And here come the linebackers now. They got the whole field in front of us to themselves. And again, these guys just seem so much bigger than the running back. So I hope they have some speed because you can be big and everything else. But we're not tackling running backs in the hole today. They'll be covering these guys in space. So these smaller guys might be a lot quicker, might be uh, able to get around and get out and uh, get some passes or things like that. Because right now uh, it looks like they definitely can take up more space at the linebacker position. They're just some big, big dudes out here. Um, looking forward to this because right now I'm trying to, see, trying to describe to you what's going on in the matchup. Uh, they're checking in on the field. Uh, I see some guys, you know, getting in front of the pads. And that's the padded field, pads on the field. They're going to do these footwork drills. They got balls. Uh, you know, we got the film. We got the cameras going. We got two camera stations out in the middle of the field at the 50 yard line, about uh, just inside the hash, actually, on, on each side of the 50, facing towards the end zones so they can cover these whole drills. They can cover these guys running in space. 
So we're getting that going here just in about a second. But uh, right now, I'm going to say there's probably about 40 linebackers out here. I'd say well, 30 to 40, so there's about 15 to 20 in each group. Uh, again, they're separated out when they're in this line like this. They, they're in a line almost shoulder to shoulder where they line up through the cones to get these drills. They are all wearing masks. Um, when they separate out, they go on their own. You know, they definitely have a couple yards in between them. That mask can come off, but as the most part, uh, they're doing drills and masks. So if, if you think sitting in your house and driving your car or walking through the grocery store wearing a mask, it's hard to breathe, it's hard to get along, it's hard to do, try coming out here on the football field. Put a mask on, start working out, start lifting, start running, start doing cuts. You know, go take some water break, put the mask back on, start chasing somebody around the ring over and over and over again. And then put the, take the mask off, take some water, put the mask back on. Get on a field where it's 96 degrees on AstroTurf and start running again. Because you're going to find out real quick, it's not just, you know, sitting at home and it's hard to breathe. You can't breathe. You can't breathe. So these guys, to be able to do this, are definitely a sign that, you know, they haven't just been sitting around the couch mostly like me. They haven't put on these five pounds a week unless it's five pounds of muscle because they're fit, they're trim, they're running. I don't see a lot of guys with, uh, with hands on their knees. Don't see a lot of guys, you know, tapping out. I actually, the only person I've seen, you know, over at the uh, training tent all day was the big offensive lineman that I think it, it, uh, kind of overheard. Sounded like a guy was doing a swim move and kind of caught him in the nose, maybe with the inside of an elbow. Uh, but, you know, again, you know, he's a tough guy. He got patched up. They gave him a new shirt. He got some uh, things shoved in his nose there. He stopped the bleeding. And, uh, you know, he came right back out got a few more reps. So that was always encouraging to see and you know, that he's going to be fine and did well and came back, recovered real quick, and uh, got back on the field started doing some competition. You always want to see that. You never want to see a guy get hurt. You never want to see a guy, you know, try to uh, come out and do so too much or something like that, end up falling out in the heat. And, and it's a testament to what they've been doing since the COVID kicked in in the spring. You know, many times in the spring, you know, we reached out to athletes, you know, had them on the show and said, hey, what you been doing? What you been doing since the COVID kicked in? Well, I've been running. That's the only thing I can do because I don't have a gym. I don't have access to that. We know high schools couldn't bring them in. We know they couldn't go work out in uh, these training facilities, things like that. Neighborhood gyms were closed. So you hear a lot of guys. We saw the guys in the Midlands area, South Carolina, up around Columbia, Sand Hills area, Sand Lapper area. They said, What'd you do? Big offensive, defensive linemen. And I went out and run the Sand Hills over and over again, up and down those Sand Hills. And they come out of the flat surface today. It's hot. They got the mask on. They've been training themselves for this. They stayed ready. You always got to stay ready. And that's what people were saying is that, you know, they kept telling people is that you got to be ready when your number's called. Well, these numbers were called today. Guys had a chance to come out and uh, showcase their skills, showcase what they have, and they've answered the bell for the most part. Like I said, haven't seen anybody drop. There's not every five minutes, there's not people running to the water coolers, running to the Gatorade coolers. Now, they get breaks, and they can go to them anytime they want. You just don't see that today. seems like guys are really just looking into and buying into that competition and they're getting in there. They're getting to work today. Definitely getting to work today. Um, looks like they got split field now. we got half the field that's going to the linebackers. Uh, running backs are still kind of keeping, keeping warm, so to speak. You know, the guys are telling them to back up and spread out a little bit until they can get over here and do their thing uh, with the linebackers. So, you know, they're, they're going to uh, – yep, I'm trying to make sure what we're doing here. Yes. All right. So now we have the running backs are coming over with the quarterback. 
know, because the dude's a running back. <laughs> Sorry about that. If you heard that, the coaches just tell him uh, to back up in a very uh, aggressive manner. He wanted him to be safe. So he's uh, letting players and the coaches know they need to uh, get back. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, uh, like I said, Coach Shot, he wants everybody to be safe. And to do that, uh, you got to have some space in between you. And, you know, he doesn't let anybody uh, get away with that. doesn't matter if you're a coach or a player. You know, he's going to keep you safe and keep you distant. Um, so what we have going on right now is some of the quarterbacks are working with the running back. Uh, they're trying to get, you know, some of the guys are trying to get their timing down trying to get some reps in before they do the one-on-one. Uh, so what they're going to do is right now we got a quarterback on the field and a running back all by themselves. Uh, the running back is four yards, four, five yards behind the quarterback. Uh, quarterback takes a snap. The running back either does a wheel route or something towards the flat. Uh, quarterback gets in the ball hopefully in stride. Uh, second pass is really good. First one, not so much. we got some running backs who uh, – Apparently prefer some deep routes, so this is going to get interesting. Again, these linebackers are really big, so we're going to see how they can cover because, you know, there's, you know, a football field is only so big. So these guys, uh, there's a pretty good route there. We just got a quarterback number 52. I have to figure out who he is. He just hit a deep ball uh, right on the hands of the guy for a great catch for a running back. Uh, he just took it to the house. It was a very, very beautiful throw, very tight spiral. Uh, to be, I'm guessing it was probably a two-ball. It just kind of shot right there. He started out on the hash, come back towards the middle, um, and hit him in stride. Like I said, the guy just running back just threw up his hands. There was the ball, stuck him in there, tucked the ball in, and uh, jogged on into the end zone. Uh, we got now. Right now we got uh, another set coming on. Uh, so we're going to do two quarterbacks, two running backs at the same time. There's a good hand for the running back. It's a uh, ball thrown out in front of him. He tips it with his hand, tips it to himself. Grabs the ball and keeps going. So, uh, so what we're doing is, if you can imagine the football field split down the middle by the goalpost, we got half a field, uh, which is about at the two thirds between between the middle of the field and the hash mark. Uh, we have one quarterback now throwing. Uh, he'll be throwing to his left for the running back covering that side of the field. We got a quarterback on the right side uh, throwing to a running back on this side of the field as well. And uh, if you can overhear some of these coaches, you'll hear they, uh, they're clapping. They want these reps in. You know, they're not here to just, you know, stand around and watch. You know, these guys need to get going. You know, when you uh, throw a ball, catch a ball, get off the field so somebody else can get that rep. And uh, we're going really quickly now. They're, they're trying to speed these guys up. Uh, the coaches are definitely trying to make sure the quarterbacks are where they need to be. Uh, again, they're about eight yards apart. So that's a good 24 feet. You know, we're not really concerned about – Distance or, or closeness on this aspect, they're, they're definitely spread out. Uh, we're definitely seeing, again, you know, some of these quarterbacks, you can definitely see, the, I guess, the progression in training because definitely some of these older guys are throwing more polished balls. Um, got one now. That was a beautiful ball just off the running back hands. It didn't quite come down with the him in the hand. So uh, we got another set here. We got some of the younger guys on the left. Definitely got this uh, older guy on the right. Um, that was a good ball, good catch by the out of the backfield by the running back. Uh, as you hear, they're still getting instruction. Made a great play, caught the ball over his shoulder, put it under there, and he said, look, man, you got to catch it, tuck it, and turn it up. So you're definitely getting the advice. You know, make a great play, make your catch, so get coaching. So getting uh, that feedback here, and that's what's uh, good to see is that uh, these coaches, you know, they're, they're not watching. They're instructing. Got another group coming up here. We got oh. Quarterback just threw it just a little bit outside, uh, threw it out of bounds, just off the guy's hands. Uh, 
thought of a ball he could have come up with, but we're gonna see what's going on now. Uh, we got a quarterback coach out here calling timeout. He's not. He he doesn't. Apparently, this isn't going crisp enough. Like I said, we got two at a time. When I give you instructions on what's going on with one player, <laughs> one group, there's actually a second group on the other side, and uh, we're not going fast enough. But um, our next group up. Okay, so now we have the younger guys are going left. We got older guys on the right. We're going to run in, uh, inside out and some timing routes now with the running back. So uh, we see the beat riders are showing up over here. Looks like they're on, down the line uh, looking at some of these quarterbacks. Um, you can definitely tell if there's a guy that they're interested in every time a young man steps up to uh, make a throw. Uh, they have their notepads up. Some of them are taking pictures with their phones and things like that. But, you know, one thing I always notice, too, is the older quarterbacks especially, you know, they get everybody's wearing the same type of shirt. Everybody's got the same T-shirt. Got a number on the back. And you're grouped by color. Quarterbacks are wearing black. Uh, black. Uh, running backs are wearing white. Linebackers are in gray. We got receivers. And um, let's see, the receivers will be in white, DBs in gray, and the quarterback, especially the older guys, already have them cut. So uh, they already have these sleeves cut out, half the arms cut out. Uh, they always they can point out the older guys. But um, here we go again now. Uh, the coaches have seemed to have uh, worked out some of the kinks. They want this thing going a little bit faster. Uh, Ridgeview quarterback just threw a nice route here. He's definitely gone in the uh, – the purple there from uh, Columbia, South Carolina, is a great throw. Uh, he's actually a big athletic guy. I didn't know that he was a Ridgeview guy. He's sporting that, uh, that Jumpman gear that Coach Perry has uh, those guys wearing this year. So, uh, nice get up for if you're a high school player to be aware of that stuff. we got some more good routes here. So, what the running backs are doing, if you can picture it, they're about five yards straight behind the quarterback, similar to an eye-type thing. They're just sitting back there dotted uh, about five yards. Uh, they'll take one step. Some of the left side, they're going wheel routes. Right side, they're going about six yards, seven yards up the field, making a cut to the right. And you can definitely tell from the more polished running backs who run offenses because they stick that left foot before they go to the right. Uh, it, it definitely shows. Um, now we're switching up. we got the quarterback five yards behind the running back. Running backs are lining up almost as a slot receiver. Again, they're making these. About seven seven yards on that one, stick it, and you're kind of going to the sideline. Some are sticking that one, making a double move, going across the middle. So it really just depends on the route. I don't see that the quarterback coach calling the route. It's like, you know, the running back comes up with the uh, quarterback and calls his own route. So that's what's going on here at the quarterback and running back station. We're getting some reps, and uh, here comes the DBs kind of scooping out things. Looks like they want to see what's going on because uh, – He's, you know, Chachi has these guys ready. Some of them got their mask on. All of them have their mask on. They got their gloves on. They got the shorts rolled up. They got that swagger. They had the little hop in their step. <laughs> you always get to love the enthusiasm from the DBs. You always look at the uh, any coaching staff in football, and it seems like the uh, the guy with the most swag, the guy with the most flair, the guy with the, the loudest guy out there is usually, for the most part, the DB coach. If not, the wide receiver coach. And having coached with a, a one that, I follow and uh, very fond with wide receiver coach. I'd say it had to be Coach Burks. He was, he was, he was uh, the king of clean man. He was, that dude was always looking clean. But uh, for the DBs out there, I'm looking. Uh, you know, I see a couple guys with some speed. Hell, there's one about six, three, six, four, two hundred pounds, long legs. I'll be interested to see what high school. I can't, you know, with everybody wearing 
you know, the purple shorts for the Carolina Exposure and the shirt, you really can't tell what high school. Sometimes you can see if they have something else on. It shows a high school, a wristband, uh, something like that, um, a mask, uh, gloves. Sometimes the, the sneakers will tell you what's up, a cleat. But uh, for the most part, you can't tell what a high school is. So if you don't know a player personally, you're really not going to be able to, to you know, go and say, hey, and figure out where they're coming from because it's all new. But uh, right now we got the DBs over here. They're just scoping them out. We're going to hopefully get some one-on-ones over here in a second. And we're definitely uh, about ready for the running backs and linebackers to get going as well. What's up, Eugene? So, of course, I'm back with you now. Uh, man, I got to be honest with you, man. I think for the first time – now, this will be the second time I'll tell you I'm tired of talking because, uh, you know, uh, there was a day over at Kirkman Broadcast and part of the ESPN and Fox uh, stations there in Charleston. I did a broadcast uh, in the morning, a middle of the day, an afternoon, and an evening show. I remember coming home, looking at myself in the mirror, going, man, I'm actually tired of talking. For you guys that know me, that's, that's something I say often. Uh, but, but, you know, it's been an experience. For us here, Southern Sports Central, I want to thank Ms. B. She is the first lady, not only over there with the South Carolina High School Blitz, but also us here at Southern Sports Central. Uh, she has done a great job catching up with us, talking to us. And, uh, you know, we're, we're having uh, a good time today. It's a hot time. I got Eugene back under the tent, and uh, they're hitting him with some water as we speak because uh, we got to watch out for him to pass out here in tonight's uh, broadcast or today's broadcast. And then don't worry because tomorrow we're going to send him to work in Charleston, they got a kicking camp tomorrow over there, and uh, I'm probably going to make my way over there, and who knows if we come at you live as, as well. And, and, Eugene, you've done a great job, buddy. I appreciate your leadership today, your, your ability to show me, uh, a, a man, that when I built this uh, opportunity, this platform that the Lord gave me a chance to build, that, that, that guys would come. If you do it the right way, you'll be surrounded by the right people. You know, we talked Chachi. He, of course, is uh, one of the best DBs in the business. He's over there, of course, uh, with a, a training group around North Carolina and into South Carolina. He plays, you know, college football in his days. He comes back and gives it here at camp and throughout the community. And, oh, by the way, if you're a defensive back, listen to me. If you play wide receiver, listen to me. Matter of fact, if you're an athlete in general in the game of football, you want to get some camping in, reach out to us over there at SO Sports Central because we're going to be actually hanging out over there in Goose Creek getting in some work. That's going to be on next Saturday. Southern Sports Central will be on the ground with the guys from the uh, elite training group over there with some of the best trainers in the business. So this is, again, it's an exciting opportunity for us to continue networking, growing, and getting things moving in the right direction. But, again, back to you, Eugene. I'm going to say this to you, brother. You've done a great job today. You've kept it moving. Uh, there's a lot of dudes doing a lot of big things. And even the little guys that you look at, you turn around and you see, wow, they're actually handling business. They're getting after it. And I got to give a lot, of, a lot of love to Coach Sullivan, who, by the way, is the defensive back coach at Huff High School. Man, he is the sheriff. Yeah, man, I appreciate the uh, water break there. I'm going to tell you, uh, it, take no offense uh, if on the ride home it's quiet. <laughs> because I don't think, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, but knowing you and me, we always, even after a show of three hours, we always find something to talk about just because we're so passionate about it. We're so uh, critical of ourselves. You know, we can have what we feel like is the best show, and you and I will get on the phone sometimes for an hour. So when people think, you know, we get off the, the air for, for three hours or we've been on the air for three hours and get off, you know, by the way, we jump back on with each other and we start critiquing ourselves. We start critiquing, you know, our show. How can we do it better? How can we make the platform better? How can we make the experience better for, for athletes and people who participate on the camp, on the show? Because, you know, I mean, that's what it is. 
you know, we're trying to create a platform. We're trying to create the best platform. But I tell you what, uh, here, I think we're about to hit that uh, one-on-ones, man. Here comes the linebacker and running backs. I know Miss V's going to be excited. We're all going to be excited to see these because this is, uh, this is fun time. This is go time right now. Uh, like I said, I got my money on the linebackers. I know a few of them out here. I got the money on them. I think they're gonna cover. I think we we go. We see we're gonna get some. We going up. Oh, cat and mouse drill. Cat and mouse drill. We're gonna see what that's about, Richie. Uh, I've heard some. Uh, I guess they're gonna be chasing guys around. Again, now we get to see how fast these linebackers are. We see they're bigger than the running back. Now we're gonna see the speed and the cuts and the technique because uh, you can be fast. You, know, you can be big. But if you can't put it all together on the field where it counts and try to get, you know, beat your next man, you're just going to be good at one of those and not great at both. Yeah, Eugene, I'm going to uh, let Miss V, who I believe is going to jump back in here with us here in, in just a few. She'll check in with us, Eugene. But, again, uh, we're trying to figure out what's next coming up here. We're going to get some of these uh, big guys in here on the radio. So I'm going to turn it uh, back over to you for here in just a second, buddy. Yeah, sir, man, I was over here catching up uh, with Coach over at uh, at Fort Dorchester down the road. I told her, I told one of the player mom, man, we can't be talking to these guys, man. We got to play these guys. Hey, what are we at now, guys? Linebacker, running back. Linebacker, running back. Okay. Linebacker, we're gonna do cat and mouse drill. You did running back that way, right? We might, we'll probably take it easy. <laughs> I tell you. All right, so we're, we're getting ready to interview actually on the TV with, uh, I, I'm, you know what, I, I wouldn't mind if you want to jump in there. Of course, you know, we are very blessed here at Southern Sports Central. We we bring in a lot of coaches, and, and it's the first guy on staff is a basketball coach. We actually have a basketball coach on staff who um, is, uh, he's the head no. basketball coach over there at, uh, of course, Fort Dorchester, Coach. Uh, you want to you want to put him on the mic? Ask him a couple of questions. Now that we put him to work over here at Southern Sports Central. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll get him in here. We I was just uh, talking with him about a scrimmage coming up next week. He says uh, they're still fond of Coach Call over at Oceanside. So I asked him if they're going to give uh, Coach Call the, the second or third string. He said, No, nah, they're not going to do that. But uh, it won't be it won't be so bad. They expect to win, but they still uh, still hold Coach Call in high regard, even though he's over at. Uh, Oceanside now, and they got that scrimmage coming up uh, in mid-September. So uh, we'll pull them in right now. Uh, Coach, go ahead and introduce yourself uh, and talk to us about the experience out here today. Hey, my name is uh, Coach Thomas McElveen. I coach uh, football and basketball at Fort Dorchester. This experience was actually pretty well. It was a well-run camp. Uh, I've been through a lot of camps with my older uh, son. Um, I like what I've uh, seen. Everything looked very professional, real organized. And um, looking good, I'm, I'm I'm liking to see what uh how the end going to be. I heard a few already got offers today, which I like to hear. That's what it's all about. I know all these parents and stuff don't uh, wake up on a Saturday morning to drive just just for the heck of it. I know we love our kids, but we want to get some type of advancement out of it. So it's no, a good thing. But no doubt, and you guys have several kids from what I heard representing Fort D out here today. Uh, give us an idea of what positions and about how many guys you got here. If you if you got them all herded up, uh, and know who's out here. We got uh we got five five players. We got three linebackers. Uh, Jaden uh, Garner, uh, Gardner. He's a two year three year starter. We got um, Otis Mack Jr. He's a um, huh. uh, two year starter, and then we also have uh, Justin McElveen, my son. He's a, also a linebacker, uh, two year starter. Then we got um. Uh, Kate Donis, he's a wide receiver. 
discipline. We taking big things out of him, six six two wide receiver. And then um Zoltan Osborne um is our quarterback over there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know about him, but by the time he's finished playing high school, he's going to be a household name. Just remember I said that. He's going to be a household name. He's a, he's a player. I was over there watching him, taking pictures, watching him throw the ball, man. For him to be well, a sophomore, his arm's pretty strong. Did you catch what number he is so we can follow along on the radio? Sometimes, you know, we definitely like to cover, especially kids from the low country where we're based. Uh, not sure, but if you if you see. Digit number. I think he's eight. Okay. All right. Well, we'll look for a single digit number, and I'll see if I can't put one on one. We'll definitely catch up with you now. Um, Otis, Otis uh, was throwing. I saw Otis at the Infinity Camp there in Atlanta last week, and he did pretty well. Uh, I just want to uh, hit 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 on something real quick because uh, someone that uh, Richie and I have known for for years and being on staff. I know you guys went through something that Oceanside went through uh, a couple of weeks ago with losing uh, someone you guys met very well. Um, you know, uh, what's it like? Have you guys been able to get the, the guys together to at least discuss it, maybe in person or, or Zoom or something like that? No, we haven't really talked to the guys yet. I know you were going to ask me that when you just started talking about it, just started giving them a chill. Oh. Um, you know, uh, Skip was such a, a, a good fellow, man. He just uh, – he was, he never I got him here for a I went through the same thing. Uh, Miss Margaret could tell you, uh, Coach actually will live with them uh, for the last few months, and uh, we're definitely blessed to have you know the Powells do everything for us. It's a tough time, and you know as coaches we're hurting too. But then you look at all the kids, you know who are you know 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, and you got to you know deal with them. So it's even hard to deal with yourself. So kind of you know we always found it tougher at night when the kids you kind of almost quote unquote got the kids sucked in and then you were like you know all right now I got to deal with this because it was always tough but you know those boys grew up with uh my stepsons in the Latin league playing for uh coach Skip and uh it's never it's never easy thing but uh hopefully you know you know coach LaPrade and you guys can put something together and honor those guys same as we're uh coach Hall's doing you know at uh Oceanside this year yeah we, I think we're gonna have something we're gonna I'm, I'm pretty sure we we're a tight-knit family at Fort Rochester um I know we're gonna have something uh, saying. I, we just don't know exactly yet. This is so fresh. Yeah, it's a little too early. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, uh, which one? Uh, what number is your son out here so we can watch him with the linebacker group? He's number one forty-one. All right. Well, thanks, coach, for your time. We're gonna keep our out for one forty-one. We're gonna uh, watch the linebackers here. We're starting to do though. What they call the cat and mouse drills. Uh, so we're going to see exactly what it is right hey, now. Uh, you, the man, guys are lined up about 10 years right? apart. Yeah. And uh, these guys are going, uh, you know, it's like uh, they're, they're, they're trying to knock out the ball drill. Hey, go ahead. He just starts talking when you were talking. Well, we're back here again. Uh, we got linebackers again with the running backs. And, you know, like I said earlier, it seemed like the uh, the linebackers definitely had some size. But, man, these running backs are shifty. 
Good night, these guys are shifty. Uh, and, and we got some sides. So what they're doing is uh, uh, a yeah, have his back to the linebacker, and he's going to toss sweet to him as he goes out That's to the outside. Uh, and then, so then the running back has to make a shift move and get away. Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty. I think we're getting too close to a microphone here uh, on the field. And uh, so now we're going to look back and uh, go back to the middle again. Again, what we're setting up is uh, a linebacker is 10 yards in front of a running back. The the coach will be two yards in front of him. He's going to hand him a toss sweep. He's going to run. Now, they have a lane to set that they can't go outside the cone. It's not like you can just chase this guy all over. So basically, it's up to the running back to make a cut move, some type of move to get around that linebacker. Linebacker has to touch him, tag him, uh, or knock the ball out to uh, to kind of get the gist of what what we're doing here. Um, we've had some good battles so far. The very first one, linebacker reaches in, strips out the ball. Um, I'm gonna try to upload a, a picture to the uh, Twitter page here in just a second. Just give me one second to get logged back into there. <clears throat> so. What we're going to do is now is I'm going to go – I want you to kind of, you know, picture what we're seeing here. There's a lot of people, you know, who haven't been to these camps. They're not quite sure what's going on, you know, during these events. And, and you know, what does this mean? What does this drill do? You know, what are they looking for? Things like that. So what I'm going to do now is I'm actually going to upload this picture here into Southern Sports Central uh, Twitter page. You can see in this picture the running back is trying – he has just caught received the toss. And they are trying to make a move, either left or right, somehow, spin, whatever they can do, um, to get around that linebacker, you know, to, to get to that end zone. And so, as you can see it right now, so that's going to be going up to our, our Twitter page. Uh, and you can see, you can just kind of follow along with me. You can see what we're seeing. And it's kind of hard to give you the exact color and play-by-play by myself. But uh, there, there's a picture to kind of go along with it. So, you know, if you hear my description, you'll see that. You won't see the quarterback in that picture, but you'll see a toss sweep in the middle. Running back has to get in that lane, you know, to try to make some move around the linebacker to get going. I'm going to head back over here now. Uh, again, I'm trying to get behind the linebackers. just want to see different angles of this drill. It's kind of interesting because, like I said, you know, we don't have pads on. You can't tackle a guy. You know, you're not going to put, your, you know, stick a guy into the turf. Uh, and I'll tell you what, these guys want to get reps. You, if you're following along on camera and you see a guy blitzing in on the field, that's a linebacker coming off the sideline here trying to get in because uh, they want to get those reps. They want to get as many reps. You know, we only have a certain time to be out here. They only have a, a, a few hours here and there to actually get on the field and do this work. And you saw the linebacker just kind of give the uh, running back a little love nudge there with the shoulder. Uh, you know, sometimes it, it gets pretty heated. They, you, you know, these guys are competing. They're competing in front of the camera. They're competing against themselves. They're competing for that scholarship. They're competing for that opportunity. Some of these guys, you know, you look around, there's some young guys, some freshmen, sophomores, juniors. There's also some guys that, you know, are looking out here that this is my opportunity to compete, my only opportunity. I may not have a football season. You know, that nothing's guaranteed. We know that for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure growing up and playing football, they thought every fall was guaranteed. They thought every fall I'm going to get to play football. I'm going to get to play in that stadium. They learned this year. Nothing's guaranteed, and nobody's taking anything for granted. So uh, it's a uh, you know we're gonna get some uh, try to get up some more pictures here. 
Uh, you know, hey, Jane, I'm going to jump in here with you because I know you've been uh, covering everything there, big guy. So I know you're going to get a chance to jump in, give you a break, man, because I know, uh, you know, you're you're trying to do all that you can do. And I want to thank you and Miss V and anybody else that's able to jump in here and, and hang out with us. It's been a good time today for me, of course, having uh, the opportunity to double up a little bit. You made the joke uh, as I turned it back over to you, talking about it being a quiet ride home. And oh, I can promise you, it it, it will definitely be that of a quiet ride back. To uh, Charleston, South Carolina. We're excited, guys. Uh, Southern Sports Central continues to find ways to get involved as much as we can. Our job, our goal, our mission here at Southern Sports Central is to educate, entertain by doing it with a little bit of fun. Some call it sarcasm, but we have a little fun doing what we do. We have a lot of respect for a lot of those here uh, around not only the state of South Carolina, but those around the state of North Carolina. Again, what you do here will carry with you at the next day, in the day after in the day after that, because the only goal that you should have is to be better than you were yesterday. Now, that being said, if they were at this camp last year, the last week or two, like three weeks ago, then they should have already had a mark or a, a, a an opportunity to say, I did it this way, I got to do it this way coming back. Or maybe they were at a camp last week or the week after that or even the week after that. So for us, this gives us a chance to see a guy like Chase, to see a guy come in here. For me, this gave uh, me an opportunity to check out the linebacker promotion side, Mr. Red, who comes in here and uh, he is a very good, outstanding, not only uh, athlete, he's also academically one of those guys that stands out as well. So able to watch him, see what he can do. And matter of fact, one of his coaches or one of the coaches are here to watch not only him, but another Oceanside young man that's here to ball out. Of course, a big offensive lineman that uh, Monroe that I had a chance to interview earlier over there on the TV screen. So, you know, that's the neat that thing, one. you know, uh, to Yours have a chance to come in to compete, to uh, come in here and uh, have these conversations okay. with all of those, not only coaches, not only players, right but to sit here in, in, okay. in a facility. We talk about a five-star situation. We're also talking about a five-star okay. uh, facility because uh, you look along the sides and you see – the parents uh, lined up watching through a netting fence, and you see the umbrellas that are placed up. You see them having an opportunity to watch their young athletes compete. And for mamas, you know, the one thing you can't do is mess with their babies, and these are all somebody's babies out here getting after it. But the competition, again, i got to be honest with you, I think there's a, a little bit more competition today than Eugene that we saw uh, a couple of weeks back when we were here before. Uh, and if you look around – and you start to kind of see some other stuff for me. You know, I'm also waiting to see the quarterbacks come out of this camp because you remember when we were in Atlanta at the Infinity Camp, that was the one thing for me that stood out the most was those quarterbacks. I thought those cats really went after it and really balled out. I thought there was a lot of that going on. So, for me, I know you and Ms. D were talking about what you're looking forward to. For me, I want to see if the quarterbacks are going to come in here and are they going to shine as we saw all the way down from a seventh and eighth grader dropping them in the mailbox. Yeah, and, and that was the thing uh, Miss V and I were talking about earlier too. Is that you know I told her I was like you know when I came up here the first time we saw some pretty good quarterback play, and then we went to Atlanta and it was like holy smokes you know we got quarterbacks with you know ninth grade with Florida State offers you know and and the, and the kid that's like you know I'm just trying to be like my brother my brother guys as a was a senior last year with Ole Miss offer or or went to Ole Miss. You know, and then she, you know, and so, so far, you know, um, you know, I've seen some good quarterback plays, you know, it's kind of tough to tell when they're just kind of throwing these, you know, out routes and some of these, uh, you know, this, these wheel routes to the running backs, uh, you know, cause they're, you know, just they're in space, 
there's no one covering them. Uh, they don't have to worry about a, de- a defender making a move, making a break, you know, to making a read, stuff like that. So uh, it's going to be really good. We're going to see, you know, if the quarterback play is, is tougher today. Uh, overall, though, um, I've seen a lot of position groups. I haven't seen the uh, – I have not gotten to see to the uh, wide receivers yet. Um, but overall, uh, it definitely, you know, you definitely see a lot more uh, – it looks like elite type stuff um, in the linebacker and running backs uh, from what I've seen. Uh, the O-line, D-line, there were some. There were a lot of O-line, D-line. The crowd was bigger last time, um, and there was a lot of great quality then. Uh, it seems like it was smaller today with some really uh, high-end quality guys as well. It just seemed to be more concentrated today because, like I said, it was a smaller group or appeared to be a smaller group of offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely seeing different sizes coming out of this camp. As we've seen at all the camps, and we've been blessed to go to not just one camp, but this is camp number four for them, the, you know, position playing camp. You've been to a couple of those on the special teams camp. You'll actually be at another one tomorrow. I'm actually going to hang out with you for a little while and maybe do some live stuff with them as well. But uh, we started to kind of watch some of these uh, guys get after it. Uh, the quarterbacks are really trying to put in a lot of work. The, uh, the guys coming out of the backfield trying to make sure they put on the right opportunity. But how about the DBs? This gives an opportunity for a DB to really cut the guy off at the mark there and get a big catch right there across the middle. What a great job there by the receiver, able to break into that route and put himself uh, in the sight of his quarterback. But, you know, one of the guys that I've had a blessing and an opportunity to get to know and work well with and he and I on the same page is Ramon Robinson. He is what I call the quarterback whisperer. He goes and really puts a lot of really good dudes in a lot of great places. And he says it all the time. Look, I tell them what I know, but it takes them to get to do what they need to do to get to that next bet. But you're watching him right now. Okay, Drake. And there aren't many four, better than him. You got four weeks, man. Now, here we go right now. We're kind of watching everything here. I'm not trying to, uh, again, trying to stay out of sight uh, as far as out of the way. Uh, but now, of course, uh, the camp, I would say here with about uh, 50 minutes left maybe of uh, today's broadcast. Uh, again, we want to thank everybody here at the Carolina Experience Showcase Camp for allowing us to be here full access. Uh, we've been around. We've been hanging out. Uh, we've had full access about anywhere, everywhere we want to go. And then to uh, give me the opportunity to be uh, one of the faces there on the TV during today's uh, showcase uh, makes it just a little bit more special. But it, it's a lot of fun. Hey, good catch there coming off the sideline there. Uh, the receivers in this camp, a little different than the last camp. I think these receivers, from what I've seen so far, Eugene, running some really solid routes. They're breaking away a little bit quicker. And the quarterback's uh, stepping up and able to get through and hit some of these receivers in stride. Hey, man, I'm over here catching up with some linebackers. I was going to try to get the big guy in from 4D uh, as soon as we can get a break. Um, uh, Are you up for a rep here soon? You want to come on, man? All right. uh, So I'm sitting here with a linebacker uh, from Fort Dorchester. Let you introduce your name, uh, talk to you about your height, weight, uh, what year are you, and what you think of the camp so far today. I'm Justin Mazzanine, 5'11", 225. Having a great time at the camp to do. I like uh, I like the uh, the uh, drills that we're doing. It's helping me get better, and I'm learning a lot. So, uh, go, looking forward to this season. You and I were just talking about the schedule, and you said, "Man, you know that that last game of the season brings something to you, man." What's that last game like this year? Uh, we 
Barkley, you know, last year the boy really didn't score against us. I'm trying to keep it the same way, hold them boys to zero. So you guys, uh, what year are you this year? Uh, I'm about to be a senior. All right, so you'll be a senior. This is your last ride with 4D, man. Uh, you know, I, I know you guys have cut, has it right there, that state championship come up. Uh, looking around on the, your quarterbacks out here throwing some balls, man. Uh, what do you think about the state championship this year? You think you guys are, you know, going to get that uh, Dutch Fort monkey off your back? Have you settled those differences? Got you guys ready? Uh, I think I think we're going to do pretty good this year. I think we're going to go to state. You know, I think our quarterback, um, Roten, I think he's going to do good this year. He was a uh, freshman last year. Now he's about to be a sophomore. I think he's about to step up. So uh, are you going to go against him in one of these reps here when he's throwing to the running back? Since you kind of know him a little bit well, are you gonna give him? Uh, you gonna give him a rep off? Nah, I'm a. You going after him? You gonna help him get better? Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to you, man. Uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. All right, Rich. That was uh, Big Mister McElveen, linebacker at Four D, man, over here uh, getting this work. And he's about to go chase this running back down. Yeah, I tell you what, man, it's good to hear the four to hear. Of course, today I think Somerville actually has one of the wide receivers here, and I'm looking through trying to see if I can find him. Uh, and, again, Otis Mack, Jr., I'm looking at him right now. He's getting ready to get an opportunity to go up. Uh, I believe, actually, they've got uh, two Fort Worth guys getting ready to go up there. Nice move there uh, by uh, 193. If you're looking at your sheets there, coaches, uh, he's uh, a big man coming across and uh, watched it coming across the line. And, uh, by the way, 193 is one of those big cats that came all the way from Illinois. Uh, to do what he do. And, of course, uh, again, you can't imagine how hungry do you got to be to travel that many states, that many hours from a plane to Maryland to a plane to Charleston, South Carolina, three hours in a car to North Carolina. They'll stay here tonight. They'll get back in the car, and they're going to catch up with us tomorrow somewhere in Charleston to eat some lunch with us. But, uh, you know, that's, that's awesome. And uh, that was kind of a bang-bang play there. Here comes – Otis Mack Jr. He is a linebacker. He's uh, from uh, Fort Dorchester. We'll watch and see, uh, kind of give you a little breakdown of what he does. And when he comes off, I'm going to catch up with him and uh, we'll, we'll ask him uh, kind of how his thoughts are about today's camp. Now, Otis Jr. has been uh, camping uh, as much as uh, anybody. This guy has competed uh, multiple times here in the state of North Carolina. He went to Georgia. He went to uh, multiple places in South Carolina. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of catch up with him here in just a minute here. We're going to catch Otis Mack. Otis, what's up, man? Real quick, man. You've been camping for a while, having some fun, man. What was it like there going against 202? Great. Yeah. yeah. You've been camping a lot, man. you got a lot of your dudes here, man. What's it like to be camping today? And what have you learned today? And I know you've been camping. This is like your seventh camp. What have you learned today uh, that you haven't learned before you got here? Uh, yeah. Working on that crap a little bit? Yes, sir. You got it, man. Get back at it, man. Good job. All right, so there you go, Eugene, of course, he, uh, doing his thing, having at it, and uh, competing, guys. And that's the thing, continue to compete, continue to get better. And, uh, Eugene, I know you're out and about hanging out on the other side over there, man. But to me, this is this is what we've missed. This is the attitude and the atmosphere and, and the energy that we've missed coming out of uh, COVID-19. But it's good to see the energy from these young kids. And watch the parents, man. I mean, the parents are getting a chance to cheer a little bit, too, over there by you. Yeah, you can see the parents behind me. Everybody's kind of climbing up on the fence. you got people holding on the fence, keep their balance. And then if you look down the hill, you kind of see heads poking over the fence. But uh, well, I tell you, these linebackers are getting the experience now. Man, I, I just saw, you know, Otis was a kid that has, that has been to some of these camps with us. And, you know, he's a heck of an athlete. That, that uh, 
I'm guessing it's that tight end because there's no way that kid was a running back who went out on that route. Uh, man, he just made a heck of a play. Both of them did. I thought I was going to get that ball out the last second, but that guy just really had some sticky hands. I couldn't see if the guy was in bounds or not. That was, you know, kind of over there by you. But wow, that was two great athletes going at it uh, on that play. It was fun to watch. Yeah, Eugene, I tell you, you know, you're watching all these parents do their things, and I've actually had a chance to talk to some parents as well, just kind of, you know, asking them the question, you know. And, and it's a different conversation from a parent from South Carolina in comparison to a parent from maybe North Carolina who their kid's not playing unless he's at a private school. And, and again, I'm not even sure how that works out uh, because there are certain rules and regulations. But in the state of South Carolina, they're hoping that 1.5 is going to lead to 4.0s or 5.0s or whatever it is that ends up going green playing football, uh, you know, and there is some concern. Let's just be honest. When you heard the news from Carlos Ardo, the kid coming out of, uh, you know, the state of South Carolina, the quarterback out of uh, Georgia State, you know, that does hit the brakes a little bit. Or how about the coach at Marble County, the head football coach at Marble County, he gets hit with COVID and they shut down their camp. So there are multiple things that are happening that, yes, there's going to be a little bit of nervousness, but again, as long as they keep the ball moving like an offense does, going down the line, getting into the end zone. The end zone, by the way, would be the kickoff to the 2020 season, Eugene. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, real quick, uh, you, you heard the uh, interview I had with the big, huge linebacker from uh, 4D over here. Uh, he just went completely downfield on that pass, and uh, you know he, he actually beat the running back to the end zone. <laughs> so if you heard his measurables at that 5'11", 242, he beat the running back down to the end zone. He had a better chance of catching an overthrown ball than the running back did. So, man, that's that's a truck that's moving at a high rate of speed, no doubt. I wouldn't want to be hit by by him in the hole. I feel bad for some of these running backs, uh, you know, around the low country. And, and like he said, they're, they're missing in the low country. Their mission is low country first and state next. So I tell you what, it's uh, – a it's a heck of a competition, like I said out here. When you got a, a 5'11 and a half, 242 guy beating a running back to an end zone, that that's, that's amazing. That is great, great athleticism out here. You know, and then, you know, we got some, not only, you know, it's a hard competition, you know, we got guys who are just balling for everything in life right here, uh, but it's respectful competition. You know, a guy wins a rep. I've seen so many guys, you know, they'll pick up a ball for them. You know, hand it back, flip it, or, or they won't hand it, they'll flip it back to them. You know, you know, they can't go and dab each other up, can't hug, that kind of stuff. You know, you've definitely seen the respect given. And uh, so I'm interested to see now. Uh, I heard the uh, – like they were talking about the uh, quarterback from Forty. Um, heard he has a, a low number, perhaps number eight. I still haven't seen him throw the ball. So I was kind of trying to find my way around the back here uh, to see if I can't find him. Perhaps you uh, have seen him out here. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen him yet, but I heard his number was eight. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that you're sitting here and there's so much going on. And I got to tell you, you know, the staff here at, at this event, at this Carolina Experience, has done an incredible job putting together, you know, everything in order, getting everything together, as we're going to hear shortly, check in with some linebackers. And so I'll have to cut back to you for a little while. Uh, so once they send me the linebackers, I'll, of course, have to do some stuff on the TV screen. But, you, you know, you look at all these guys, you see them hustling, you see them getting after it, you see the grinding continue. And uh, here you go, of course, uh, in between the, the transport or, or, or as they go from one to the other. Of course, that means the guys on one field is going to come to this side. Uh, that's when I get to do the interview. So, uh, you know, just seeing, again, I keep pushing, you know, we talk the mental stability of these young athletes and, and what it means to them. 
how it means to them. And actually, uh, you know, it, it is it is a big deal to get them out here, not just to catch football, not just to grind, not just to continue to get after it, but to be around the competition, to be around some positive conversations, you know, to have some of these guys that they've learned how to camp with them for quite some time. They've become campers in itself, and it's been, you know, a lot of opportunity that's going to bring a lot more opportunity if they show out when they get a chance to ball out, Eugene. Yeah, speaking of immersing yourself in competition, I doubt you can see me anymore because, you know, I, I know you're an exaggerator who wants to throw out figures like four foot nine. But, you know, if anybody's uh, absolutely out there, I'll, I'll go get on the, on the uh, measuring stake. I've, I've learned how to do that today. When we were checking in, a guy asked me to help him real quick while his partner was getting his uh, mask and all that gear put on. So uh, I'm five six, but I'm standing here in the middle of the linebackers and quarterbacks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, th- th- you think they're big uh, from the outside when you're standing on the bleachers or looking the same, and then you come standing in the middle of them. And, wow, you know, I'm seeing grown behind men who are like, you know, uh, 16, 17 years old again, over six feet tall. Uh, 220, 210, you know, uh, representing 843 with the tattoos on their biceps. It's, uh, you know, you kind of feel like when you get out here immersed in the middle, it's like, whoa. But, uh, you know, I have to keep uh, careful because the coaches are on them and uh, we'll be careful uh, standing too close with the hot mic. Well, Eugene, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign off for just a minute. I'll bring in Miss V. She'll hang out with you. I'm going to take a, a break from the radio, jump back on the TV. We'll do some interviews. I'll come back for the final 30 over there with you, but we've got about 40 minutes left of the broadcast, guys. All right, Eugene, uh, Miss V, y'all take it away. Hey, Gene, you missed me? Yep, we're back on. <laughs> well, I, you, you really missed it. I got a chance when the linebackers were um, doing their drills and um, all, the, you know, the, all the fundamentals before they went to the cat and mouse and I was able to get a chance to gather up all of our, our South Carolina linebackers and, and give them a little pep talk before they came over here, you know, for the filming. And um, I told them, you know, one last one, like, you know, they're watching, they're going to be watching, um, and they're going to want those those takes. So this is your chance to leave it out on the field and do what uh, we know that you know how to do. And, of course, you know, I'm always looking for uh, our South Carolina guys. So I told them they better not let from out of state show them up. So, um, the, wow. and I can say that they did not disappoint. No, they did not. I was actually standing over there in the middle of the linebackers. And, uh, I, I'm sure you probably saw one of those deep routes that looked like it was going all the way to the end zone. That big guy that actually beat the running back to the end zone was a linebacker from Fort Dorchester who at 5'11", 242, had outrun, his back, outrun the running back to the end zone and almost had that interception. But, you know, I was over there with the guys from uh, the linebackers. and I just, So, once you got to see those guys up in personal, once you got to see, you know, lay that, those, those eyes on them, uh, you saw what I was talking about, didn't you? The linebackers just seem to be oh, a little yeah. bit bigger this year, huh? Yeah, yes, yes. They um, I I think they're putting something different in the uh, chicken tenders now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's in the Gatorade or the Powerade, whatever it is they're drinking uh, or eating. I may need to find out just what that is. Um, but I think it might be over for me as far as getting any more height on me. But um, yeah, these guys <laughs> yeah. are intense. You know, they they know what's at stake. You can tell them in their eyes. They know what's at stake, and they came to do exactly what they were supposed to do. They didn't just sign up to be seen. They signed up 
they sound, um, signed up to show out uh, on the sale so those, those coaches can see just what they have to offer. And I have to say just how proud how proud I am of them. Some of them didn't, uh, didn't recognize me. Uh, and, you know, they looked at me as if they didn't. So I said, you may not know who I am, but I'm your mama. And you bet not, bet not let some out-of-state kid come in here and show you up. So, um, yeah, I'm just proud of them. I, I couldn't stop smiling. When they did start, they brought the quarterbacks in and almost got sandwiched uh, at one of those plays. You know, like you, you might want to leave or move at least. And I didn't hear him fast enough, I guess. Um, so I just stood still. That's the only thing I knew to do is like just stood still. And and uh, it, it, was, it was like California. Now we're about to get on to uh, something you've been looking forward to for, for weeks. And that's the, uh, the wide receivers and, and defensive back. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah. do you have your pen and paper ready to uh, take down some numbers? Or what? what's your process uh, when you identify guys that you want to go uh, do your infamous tap on the back? <laughs> I do I do my tap on the back uh, afterwards. I make a, um, make a note on my phone, and I do my tap on the back afterwards because, you know, like I said, I'm looking for the guy that's just going to draw my attention, just their presence on the field, just the, you know, the hunger in their eyes and just the way, you know, they attack their position and don't give up on the play just because either the ball was caught or either the ball was was, uh, missed. You just, you finish it. You know, you start it, you finish it. And um, that's what I'm looking for because I know um, a lot of coaches will be looking for that as well. Yeah, no doubt, and that so, so it all starts there. You got to get into Miss V's phone before you can get into her recruiting uh, uh, prowess there, and that's the you got to make a name for yourself. You got to put on a show. You got to show out. You got to be that dog. You got to be that cat. You got to be the guy that sticks out, like you said, the one that the the, the shark that doesn't just swim around. You got to swim around and bite. You got to attack. So that's what you're looking for now. Uh, just just to uh, uh, you know, give anybody that's either listening today or tunes into the podcast later. When they, uh, you know, say, hey, you know, I hear this Miss V, she does a great thing. You know, she talks about getting guys to the next level. Uh, I, I know you probably can't list off the top of your head maybe every school that you guys talk to, but, you know, for, for guys that's tuning in, it's like, hey, you know, what, what, what can the Blitz do? What can Southern Sports Central do? What can Miss V do for me? You know, what, what kind of schools does she talk to? Uh, can you give, give us some idea? Just maybe, you know, some, some schools, you know, just a, a list to say, hey, you know, we, we hear from these guys. You know, these guys ask us to put us to put together the top, you know, 10. Uh, I saw a top 10 list of uh, uh, wide receivers and DBs and defensive line, that kind of thing. Uh, so who are some of those schools that reach out to you guys and say, hey, you know, can you put together a list for me? Well, like you said, um, we the, – the name – we're not going to put the names out there um, because one of the things, you know, as one of the teachers – why I love Esther Blitz so much and the guys that um, that run it, Ken Brown. And She's under the 10 on the radio with me now. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the linebackers are looking for you, Miss V. <laughs> so okay. We're going, we're, hey, Come on, babies, I'm uh, coming. So, I'll, I'll talk, talk to you while I'm on the way. Okay. Um, well, if you want, like I said, you uh, if you want, you can uh, interview them and put them on the radio if you want to do that now. I can actually send them down to you. I got the three big boys from uh, the fort here. 
uh, waiting for you. Unless you want me to send them down. And okay. Have them. okay. I see you. Hey guys. I see I'm you. Gonna get them. Hey, y'all hold up right there. Miss V's coming to you. She's gonna put you on. There, there's one of my one of my favorites here is my my big Otis, my seafood crawfish eating man. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, Miss V, uh, everywhere she goes, she's yeah. got a party. Oh, y'all can come to her up here. And so, uh, yeah, I tell you what. Now I have to scrimmage against these cats in about two three weeks. Not looking forward to that. I just saw a big man outrun a running back to the dang end zone for forty yards. We we don't have the horses, man. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give Otis. A whole bunch of crawfish, and he's going to be too full to play. Going oh, that into that sounds game. like a plan. I, I ain't going to lie. I'm scared. That sounds, I'm going to switch teams just for a day, baby. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm here with the uh, linebackers here, out here at the Carolina Chance Showcase. And these guys really put it out there. They laid it on the field. And like I said, we had a little pep talk before. They went over here, and they really showed that they were out here to not only – just give all that they had, but really put on a show for us. And they really did that. And so you'll know who that I'm talking about. I'm just going to let them go around um, individually and just give their name and the high school in which um, they attend. So one at a time, and I'll start here on my left. Just let us know what your name is and uh, what high school you attend. Miles Scott, I attend Eastside High School. Chief Gardner, I go to Fort Dorchester High School. Marte Simmons, I go to Marlboro County High School. Justin McElveen, I go to Fort Dorchester High School. What is Mac? I go to Fort Dorchester High School. And so there you have it. Those are the ones that I have right here. Uh, there are plenty of them, but this is the ones I was able to catch up with. Um, these guys are, are – are, so, oh, we got one more. I'm going to let him uh, give his name in the high school he attends. Lawrence Okay, so if you can see, we have the guys – all around the state of South Carolina showing up here, and uh, they play really, really well. So any of you that are looking for a linebacker um, and you don't know where to start or you need something specific, you just let us know what you're looking for, and I promise you uh, South Carolina won't disappoint. We have them somewhere. We can't have, if we don't have them in our database already, trust me, we'll find them. They're out there. So um, I'm going to let you take over. So that I can get a picture with these guys. Sorry about that. Uh, I thought you guys were still running around. Uh, I, saw, I thought you were going through the lineup of the linebackers there. Um, so, you know, for those guys, I heard you had Marlboro County, some Fort Dorchester guys. Uh, you know, and, and I caught up with one of the 4D guys earlier who was uh, looking forward to the season. Uh, see that you got a bigger fan club coming. Uh, I'll let you introduce this young man here in a minute. I see you're getting your pictures with your South Carolina linebacking group. Um, I tell you, uh, Miss V, that's a heck of a group you got there with you. Uh, I can see a lot of football games, a lot of wins, some lower state championships, some, uh, you know, guys who have just played at some high levels. You know, you got the best of the best with you, and uh, you always seem to find a way to surround yourself with talent. Now, I, I see we're getting down with the linebackers here. We're getting down to the last few. Um, you know, these guys are trying to get, you know, their time on the television show. Uh, they got their live feeds going on, uh, being interviewed by, uh, Richie over here. Uh, we got Mr. Otis senior. We've got the camera on as usual, running the film for us, whether it's a, a football or if he's a, the spider for our hotel room, letting us know if we need to go find a new place. Cause, uh, he's always looking out for us. I tell you, he's always in front of us. 
the guy behind us. He's always in front of us. He's always leading the way and making sure uh, we got what we need to get and where we are, where we need to be, and where we don't need to be. Uh, Mr. Otis has always got that uh, looking out, and uh, you know it's a great opportunity out here for his son again. You know, the guy's been a camp warrior. He's been uh, all over the place uh, doing this thing, getting ready for the season. You know, it's a big senior season for this guy. Uh, he had some great coverages earlier. Um, but I tell you. You know, looking over there at your group, I tell you, everywhere you go, Miss V, you're surrounded by these uh, top athletes for sure. It uh, looks like you're, uh, Miss V's over exchanging some information with some players. You know, part of the high school blitz, what they do is uh, it's promotion for, for athletes. You know, the goal is one goal. The goal is to create opportunities. Uh, a kid, she said the other, the other night on the show uh, live, is if a one player gets an offer, it's a win for the player, it's a win for the team, it's a win for the coach, it's a win for the community, it's a win for all of us in Southern Sports Central, at the Blitz, uh, you know, the Carolina Exposure guys, uh, because in the end, that's what everybody's goal is. And so if you achieve your goal, whether your goal is personal, financial, whatever, in this instance, your goal is, you know, getting these kids to the next level, uh, that's what we're doing, and that's the success uh, Barometer, as we'll call it, and uh, Miss B's been doing a great job of doing that. Uh, she got a proven track record, and again, like I said, no matter where she goes, she has a following of uh, athletes who just come up to her and say, "Hey, I want a picture, I want a hug." And I know it's hard for her, and I can definitely tell she's a hugger. So it's hard for her not to be able to hug on these boys out here today. But they're definitely, I see the sad face and the nod. It's definitely hard on her today because she loves her boys, and uh, it's tough out here when she has to kind of give them a fist bump instead of uh, wrapping those arms around them and showing them uh, how much she loves them. That is so true, I tell you. And it's it's really, really hard. So y'all pray for us hugs out here. Because we are going through, you know. We we don't know how to act if you can't hug. It's just that, you know, that personal connection that you, you know, you have for um, people. And it's not everybody gets a hug, let me tell you that. Um, it's, it's that... It's the aura. It's the you know. It's kind of like the spirit knows the spirit. So it that's how I can tell who gets a hug and who doesn't. You know. Um. But it it was really hard. I saw Chase and I Chase was like I knew you were out there, but I, I couldn't find you. And so when we finally he finally saw me and he tried to run over to hug me and I was like ah. And it it like to kill him. It killed me. So oh y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. But um, it, it's a, it's been a great day. I've enjoyed this so much. Um, I'm not usually the one to come out to the uh, these events. It's usually the guys, Ken Brown or, or Coach B or uh, Lamont C. Those guys are usually the ones that come out to uh, the showcases and the combines and things. I'm usually behind the scenes. But uh, for several different reasons, um, I've had to – come out and attend a few of these. This is my third one right here lately, and um, I've enjoyed it, kind of getting a feel and getting to put a face with the voice or the name that, you know, I speak to uh, very, very frequently. Um, sometimes it's for nothing. It's just to check on them, and um, that's just what we do, and, and that's what they need. They need to know that uh, there's somebody in their corner, there's somebody that cares, and it's somebody that's watching, and it's somebody that has their back. And, and sometimes kids don't get that. And um, that's what we, we, we pride ourselves in doing. And it's not just the kids. It's the parents, too, because so many parents that I've seen during this journey that so many parents don't know what to do. 
when it comes to getting their kids seen or starting the process. And we have uh, the guys, Coach B and Lamont Twitty and, and Ken, they have the tools, they've been there, they've done that. So they are willing to take your questions and everything um, to find out how do I get started or, or even what am I doing wrong. So if you have a video that's out there or you've got some workout film and you want to send it to the uh, DM High School Blitz on Twitter or either on Facebook or Instagram, and you can just ask them, hey, you know, can you critique this or what can I do better or, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, those guys are always there, and one of them will uh, get in contact with you, um, and they will help you with whatever question that you may have. So that is just some of what uh, those guys and we always try to do for not just the players, but their parents as well. Well, I'm going to tell you, I know you're uh, making uh, Mr. Brown and seven out, but, uh, you know, I think we've upgraded in quality and quantity. And uh, definitely, in, in, uh, you know, if somebody has a, a face for a radio, I would have said that was his. We should put you on TV. So when uh, when Richie and I go to this live TV feed, we're going to go with you. We're going we're gonna to leave uh, Brown to the radio, and you can have TV. Nobody wants to see him on TV. We're definitely going to keep you on TV when we go to that level. Well, trust me, you won't get any argument from him because he does not like to be seen. He does not like to be in the pictures. He does not like it at all because to him it truly is about the kid, and he does not want to take away from anything uh, that they may have coming to him. He doesn't want it to be about him and who he is and what he's got going on. It's all about the kid. So if he has a kid in front of him and you're trying to interview him or talk to him, he's definitely going to push that kid forward and try to hide behind him and, you know, give that spotlight to the kid because that's what it's all about. Otherwise, High School Blitz wouldn't exist because it is all about the kids. And that's why I joined. That's how they were able to woo me over um, to their side because they're true to their words. A lot of people aren't, you know. It looks good on paper and it sounds good, you know, and, and a tweet or whatever. But until you get to know the people behind the product and to realize they are just who they say they are, just who they are marketing themselves to be, that's when you know you have um, a project. You, that project will continue to thrive. It will continue to grow because when you're doing it for the kids, when you're doing it for unselfish reasons, then the only person that gets that, that glory is God. And then in return, he blesses you in everything you touch. So that's why these blitz kids are so, so blessed and they're so favored uh, because these guys uh, that are part of high school blitz truly, truly mean what they say. And they say what they mean. So I am just honored and just grateful to have had them to cross my path and um, be a part of it. And the same with uh, you guys, Dean. It's the same with you and Richie. Uh, you guys are definitely who you say you are. And um, I in, I have enjoyed getting to know both of you here today. And um, I, I couldn't think of anywhere else I would rather be today than here with you guys. So I just thank you for allowing me to be uh, with you on today. Well, I'm going to ask you, uh, who has the uh, stockpile, who has the key to the club, the storage room, who's got those championship belts? Because I've been promised one, Ms. V. I still don't have a championship belt. I don't know what i got to do to get one, but uh, somebody's got to be the keeper of the belt. Now, you run everything. You run all of us now. And so uh, who's got the key to that storage shed because of those belts? Because 
I was promised a belt. I still don't have a belt. <laughs> well, that you definitely would have to see Mr. Kid for. He is the keeper of the belt. He decides who gets one. Well, voting decides who gets one, but he's the one that mails them out. He's the one that gets them um, printed up and ships those out. Those things are heavy. Let me tell you, they these aren't toys that you get out of, you know, Target or Walmart or some, you know, department store. These belts are the real deal. They are very heavy. Yeah, I was actually going to reach out to you. I got something coming up. Um, as you know, I work with specialists and train kickers throughout South Carolina and work on the national pole circuit. Um, right now, featuring at, uh, just in the low country, I got one that's uh, number 26 in the nation, uh, one that's number two in the nation, and one that's 13 in the nation. And uh, we have put together up at Airport High School, uh, high school close to you, there in Columbia. Uh, hey, on that's, September just around, 13th. that's just around the corner from my house. Yeah, so September 13th, uh, we're looking at, I think, 12 to 2, 12 to 3. We're uh, putting together a Carolina um, competition. We're inviting kids from South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, in Georgia. It's going to be a Car- called the Carolina comp- uh, Kicking Competition, uh, just because it really isn't. Uh, you know, I've talked to the guys here and Chachi and these guys, as well as the Infinity guys, and we're looking at adding something for the kickers. You know, if you look behind, there's, you know, over here we got some uprights and the goalposts, very beautiful field. You know, we could possibly add that. We've discussed that. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, it just wasn't enough time to put together something like that. So we're going to do that. Uh, we got permission from Airport High School. Uh, so, you know, maybe we can get together and you can come out and check that out since it's real close to you. And maybe we can talk Mr. Brown into uh, awarding a championship belt, maybe from, uh, you know, the best guy in South Carolina, maybe the best guy in North Carolina or a best guy overall in the competition, something like that, be I think be really cool. But, uh, and again, you know, those guys just don't get a lot of exposure either. And then they're athletes as well. Some of them play, you know, two sports at the same time. They play football and, you know, they have their club soccer team going on. Uh, but, you know, you know they, those guys make a difference too. They put points on the board, set records, and you know, they're looking a lot of them for opportunities to go to the next level. So I uh, definitely hope to have you out on the 13th. I'll get some more information out uh, to you. Hopefully Monday we'll have the flyers and things put together. Okay, well, that sounds like a plan. Uh, I'll look at my calendar and see what's going on, but I definitely agree with you as far as those, the kickers and players are concerned. I did a video with them not too long ago. I, did, I had Zane Smith and Omar Khan, Zane Smith from North Myrtle Beach, and Omar Khan uh, from Dorman High School, uh, Will Fowler uh, from Spartanburg High School, and then Sully Harden uh, from Myrtle Beach. I had them on a Zoom interview recently, and um, those are some really, really swell guys. I uh, I enjoy talking to them, and they are so super talented, and not just on the football field or the soccer field or the baseball field, but just them as people. They are so uh, talented and real special guys. So they definitely, definitely don't get the, the accolades. They don't get the recognition that they deserve. Uh, and I, I definitely feel you on that. So I will do my best to see if I can't make it um, on that day. So you just have to remind me. And as far as that belt is concerned and talking to Ken, well, when Ken is on the radio and he starts making plans and promises on the radio, that means more work for me. So it's my turn this time to put him to work, and I will definitely talk to him about getting a belt for those kickers um, and punters that you will have on the 13th. So, if Ken, if you're listening, you already know 
Um, you got to come through. You always put me on the spot on the radio, so turn around and fair play. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, you know, the South Carolina signed the kicker last year from right there in your area. It's um, uh, Spring Valley, I believe it was. Uh, Alex Ferreira, uh, he was number 17 in the nation. He signed with the uh, University of South Carolina. Uh, was put on scholarship, so kind of a local guy. You know, the, the other kicker in South Carolina, uh, Parker White from, from my area, and actually trains and works yeah. out with my guys on the weekends. And so, you know, there is that connection locally. Uh, BT Potter's up at Clemson, the kid from Porter Gallup's up at Clemson, and so you still have those as, still have those as well. So, you know, and, and whether they, they stay in state at Carolina, Clemson, they go on, you know, out of state, something like that, you know, again, it's just a position where the kids are looking for an opportunity to play, just like the kids out here throwing the football, just like the kids running, trying to make tackles, things like that. You know, everybody's just trying to do their job the best of their ability uh, and try to get that opportunity to go and earn a free education and take their skills to another level. And who knows, maybe one day find out, you know, they could do it at a professional level. Well, I certainly hope so. They definitely have the talent to be able to do so. So um, I'm definitely hoping that, you know, with more events like the one you're talking, trying to put on, um, that they'll have a chance to showcase themselves a little bit more and get a chance to get some of the lane light, if you will, the limelight, excuse me, um, just like all the other positions as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, it's uh, 2.44. So we're winding down from uh, time today where uh, it's been a fun three hours. It's been a long three hours. Um, And so uh, we're going to do one more quick interview uh, before we get off here. I know Rhett uh, Powell, he's a rising junior there at Oceanside, um, someone I've known for now two years. I know his family well. He's uh, just worked out as linebacker uh, with some of these great group of guys. And so we'll have him uh, come on. I know I just said his name, but we'll have him introduce himself. Uh, talk about, you know, the schedule coming up this year. Uh, the Oceanside just moved up from uh, three, uh, 2A to 3A ball. They're looking forward to uh, win the region, and uh, I'll give him a chance to uh, talk a little bit about himself and uh, on, on the radio side of things. Hey, so uh, my name is Zep Powell. I'm a graduate junior. I play linebacker at Oceanside. And I'm very excited for our first game. Uh, we had a fish game. So, uh so you actually get to play on the college stadium this year. Uh, for those who don't know that Oceanside's worked out a deal, uh, they don't have a home stadium right now. They're going to be playing uh, at the Citadel's home field. Uh, what do you, what's it like you being able to – I know you've had games at, at the Citadel and at that college atmosphere, and that's obviously one of your goals is to make it to college. Uh, what's it like, you know, having that privilege playing in that college stadium? Uh, we're very privileged to be uh, able to have our games there since we don't have an actual home game. And or at actual home field, and uh, I would say it helps a lot. And uh, you know, you played on the grass in that field. Now it's got that new AstroTurf. You know, you get the nice air-conditioned locker rooms, things like that. You know, it's a heck of a privilege. But uh, so this year, you know, you're moving up to 3A ball. Uh, do you think the competition is going to be a little bit harder this year playing 3A, uh, or do you think you know maybe that 2A ball last year with teams like Timberland and things like that? You know, just really, you think either prepared you or you think it might have been a little tougher last year playing those guys? Uh, definitely think it will be a little bit tougher, but I think we're, we're definitely ready. All right, so all season, you know, Oceanside is one of the state charters for people who don't know that. You've had the ability to work out uh, with your team and be able to use some of the facilities 
for a lot of schools have been shut down. What is one thing you notice maybe a little different this year, other than obviously everybody knows, you know, you have a new head coach, a new system, um, but what is something different you think going into that junior year with that talented 2022 class that you've kind of grown up with and played ball with and uh, everybody's kind of looking at big things, you know? Uh, do you think those guys make it, have kind of taken that step to the next level? Is that something you've seen change or, you know, what, what are, I guess, you know, if there's some other change that you can think of, you know, tell us, uh, you know, looking forward to, hey, you know, we knew we were there. We saw this switch flip on. What was it? Yeah, I would say that 2022 class is definitely um, trying to take a big leadership role this year. We don't have that many seniors, so I would definitely say that's a big part of it. And uh, one of the main things that changed that I definitely would say uh, is definitely the coaches, but the conditioning. <laughs> so the conditions a little bit different this year than last year. And uh, some of those coaches just come by, you know, I know you have uh, Coach Crosby who just uh, came from University of South Carolina and played SEC ball there for five years. You know, Coach O played in the uh, NFL and, and ran a high school team in Florida. But uh, so what's different, man? Is it uh, putting pounds on you or taking it off or what? I, I couldn't tell you, but uh, Coach O and Coach Crosby are uh, great coaches. I know uh, Coach Coach Crosby is now our uh, linebackers coach and Coach O is the uh, – Defensive, uh, defensive coach, and it's been great so far. So, looking forward to it. I came out last uh, a practice last week uh, for for Richie, uh, filling in for Richie in Southern Sports Central, and I just happened to be there during one of the drills where uh, Coach O got real real familiar with your name. Uh, so, so what's it like uh, learning like that from a guy who played in the NFL? Does it kind of give him a little more creed, or is he just big and scary? Uh, he's definitely big and scary. <laughs> he's, he's a great coach, and I I love him so. Great. Yeah, we had uh, one of your uh, teammates on the other night with uh, Jacob Ashton. He's talking about Coach Rivens, and he's like, man, this guy played at an elite level, played in the SEC as well, you know, because Coach O also played in the SEC at University of South Carolina. He's like, man, this guy loves you, but, God, you don't want to make him mad. So is that kind of the same thing? you just like, man, I want to absorb everything and try not to make him mad along the way? Yeah, you definitely want to be on the good side of But no doubt, man, I tell you what, I, I heard – you know, the drill where he kind of got after you uh, over some coverage issues. And then, you know, two plays later, he's kind of loving on you for doing something right. So, uh, you know, it sounds like he's definitely hit it off with you. Definitely a good relationship. And, uh, you know, about Coach Cole, man, he's kind of the business guy that kind of runs the operations. What's it like with him? Yeah, yeah I would say he's definitely uh, different from Coach Greer, uh, but he's a great coach. And I'm um, looking forward to playing a lot of games for him. You no know, doubt, man. And so, uh, this year, obviously, you got the region game on there, or the region title. Uh, last year, Oceanside won the region title. Uh, it may or may not have been the banner. The banner's still up. Uh, it may or may not have been awarded to someone else. This year, I know you guys are looking for something they can't take down. Is that kind of a mental thing that you guys have every time you step on the field is that we're going to earn that ribbon, that, that banner tonight, and no one's ever going to take it away? Yeah, we definitely said we always have a chip on our shoulders, but uh, we're going out there trying to get another region and go for state. I'm going to give you one last question, and this is something I asked Coach Gates, uh, your, your strength and conditioning guy on. He sent me a text uh, about 10 minutes later, and he uh, called me a, 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 un, a nice name. We'll just put it at that. Uh, are you still one of the bad boys? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so Co- Coach Gates asked me, he told me, he sent me a text and said, I, can't, I knew you were going to ask me about the bad boys on the radio. I knew you were going to bring up the bad boys. So you're definitely a bad boy for life, huh? What's it like being a bad boy with Coach Gates? You gotta come see, man. You gotta come see. You gotta come see. It starts at the beginning of the game, it starts before the game uh, even played, isn't it? Yes, sir. 
Are you going to rip that shirt off, or are you out wearing a shirt this year? You know, so Gates is going to lead the bad boy crew again. All right, man, well, best of luck to you. Uh, you guys have a safe trip home, and uh, we'll definitely catch up with you uh, a little while later. Well, guys, I can tell you what, uh, you know, just sitting here talking to uh, all of these players, and I saw you there talking to the Oceanside young man who I just actually had a chance to talk to him. He did a great job. And, you know, the thing is, that's just part of what we do is, yes, the trainers train and, and, and we train, but it's a different type of training. It's a different type of preparation. And, you know, we can, we can teach them all the moves they need to make out here, but we also can teach them all the moves they need to make right here on Southern Sports Central, be it on the, the live broadcast or be it on the, the TV. Of course, uh, I've been blessed enough to be, you know, one of the guys that gets a chance to interview them, Eugene. But, you guys, i, I got to give it to you and Miss V over there, uh, the first lady with the South Carolina High School Blitz. Uh, you guys have done a great job today as we're about nine minutes away. Man, we're going to seven minutes away from ending today's broadcast. Uh, we want to thank everybody who listened in today and uh, appreciate everything. I know the travels uh, have, uh, have been entertaining and the stories that have been made, the friendships that have been made today, the memories all the way to some of the spectacular plays. But, uh, Eugene, i got to give it to you, buddy. You definitely uh, you, you earned some lunch today on behalf of me, man. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been a great day again, another great day of competition. You know, one thing I noticed today, and, and everybody does it, uh, when we do something, we did the home run derby, we made notes, we learned some things that, you know, we, we should have done differently, could have done differently. Uh, I, I've seen a much smoother transition today. I've seen a much, you know, things have gotten through quicker. We've gotten through drills, we've gotten through plays, we've gotten through reps. Um, as you see now, they've completely refigured the field between the running backs and linebackers. Uh, two wide receivers and uh, quarterbacks just to showcase more kids and be able to have uh, two showcases kind of going on at once with two filming stations and kind of the field split. So uh, it's definitely been a great day, great day of competition. I know we're running low on time, um, but, man, you know, it's, it's another blessing, another opportunity that God gave us to get out here and see some competition, network with some uh, coaches and writers, uh, media guys, uh, players, player parents, and things like that because at the end, you know, Miss B and I were talking about, our goal is one goal, whether it's Southern Sports Central, whether it's Blitz, whether it's our family put together, whether it's a high school coach, an assistant coach, a camp producer, a camp coach. Uh, we're all trying to get these guys the opportunity at the next level, I'm trying to get them, to, as she says, better, more eloquently than me, achieve their dreams. And if they achieve their dreams, if they get that offer, like she said, it's a win for everybody. It's a win for the player, the parent, the grandparents, the family, the friends, the coach, their teammates, their whole community. For us, you know, for what we do, for what she does, for what Blitz, for what EPT does, for what Carolina Exposure does, for what Coach Mal does, for what Infinity does, it's a win. Because what it shows is that, hey, no matter where you are, no matter what you think your skill level might be, no matter what you think, you know, you don't have a chance, you don't have an opportunity, yeah, you might. But you got to come get it. you got to work for it. So I think it's just, it's really, it's selling the dream of inspiration. You know, inspire these guys to put together what they can do in the classroom, to put together what they can do on the field and try to put it together all at once. You know what? Push yourself a little harder. Come out. We've seen guys come out with zero offers, leave camps, and the the fact that you and I have covered camps in the last month, month and a half, who've left with multiple offers. I heard uh, some guys in the first group today are going to get some in the offensive line, defensive line group already. Uh, One of the coaches is telling me, or one of the writers is telling me that uh, definitely some offers are going out that first group already this morning. Yeah, it's going to be a good time, and uh, these young men, they'll get home, they'll, they'll rest. I'm sure resting is uh, something that they're going to be 
doing on the way home, being an hour to five minutes to three hours, or some of these guys that are traveling all the way, all the way to the, uh, of course, uh, the state of Illinois. Like we said, we, we had a chance to talk to those guys, and I'm actually going to catch up with them uh, when they get to Charleston tomorrow before they hit the plane ride. But, you know, you love to see the opportunities that, that, that all of these guys here at the Carolina um, Experience Showcase uh, and, and all of the different trainers, okay? This is it, – it's basically – and I said this before, even with us, this gives us a chance. It, it's almost like if you look at – if you look at everything in, in the bigger picture, it's like the Avengers. We all bring in something <laughs> – Something together as we're looking at Miss V right now behind one of these big dudes that came all the way from Illinois, and there's about nine feet difference. It's like a whole other person standing behind us, like two and one. But of course, Eugene, same for you, buddy. <laughs> and uh, what's up, Coach? Come on, Twitter's my brother. Oh yeah, what's up, man? And that's Dakota right there. That is, I just that's right. See, small world, small world. Well, uh, what's she in at? Kids not here, but Miss V is right here. If you want to talk to Miss V, that's if you want to talk to her, she can give you all the info as well. And, and again, uh, this is okay. Okay. this is what it works. It's all networking, Eugene. And I'm going to let you kind of say a few things, and then I'll sign us off. But uh, we've got about three minutes to do it, buddy. Well, I just want to say real quick that again, it's been a great opportunity to talk to these guys. Want a heck of a good camp. You know, it's run clean, it's run smooth. Guys are protected. Guys are safe. You know, here's the thing: if it would have been we did a camp here uh, about what four weeks ago ish, something like that, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but. You know what? If there had been an issue, if there had been a problem, you would have heard about it by now. Because every time you hear about something else, you know, a big party on campus at some university, you hear about, you know, some issues about a week later. Now we're about four or five weeks in. And so what he's done is shown that you can compete, you compete at a high level, you can do it cleanly, you can do it safely. And, oh, by the way, the, the extra added benefit is getting these guys an offer to go play college ball, uh, play at the next level, do their thing. Uh, and hopefully do it, you know, with, with someone else paying for it by way of scholarship. Maybe getting that degree with no debt, man. That's, you know, everybody just wants a chance to compete. These guys are out here because, you know, they're high school level, and they don't want to play just high school. They don't want to be, you know, the high, hometown hero only. You know, they're looking to go play somewhere else. And so, you know, it's been a heck of an opportunity. These guys do a great camp. Uh, it's a blessing to be able to come out here. Uh, hopefully, you know, everybody gets home safely. God bless. You know, praying for traveling mercies for everybody here. Just got to get in the car and go home. But, you know, again, man, uh, grateful for the opportunity and the platform. No doubt, guys, on behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central to, of course, Miss V, Eugene Benton, you know, everybody that's made the trip. And, and we've got cameras all around. Coach Macklin just joined us uh, here and is uh, going to be on the staff with us going forward to cover many events. And, of course, uh, you know, Dr. O, that's Otis Mack. He, of course, uh, joined us about a month ago. And there's still a couple of guys and girls who aren't here this weekend. We gave them the weekend off. But we will continue to work together. We'll continue to get better together. And like Eugene mentioned, while they are all working on everything, we're going to do the same. We will continue to go back to today's, you know, audio, and, and we'll work to get better at the next camp because there will be another camp coming up in September. We'll talk about that on another broadcast. But I do want to say this. On behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central, at the South Carolina High School Blitz, to all of those involved into the Carolina Experience Prep High School Football Showcase, thank you. Thank you so much for opening your doors, to opening the circle to us, to allowing us, to broadcast live. We've walked anywhere and everywhere. We've covered it for three hours right here on Southern Sports Central. So all of us, all of you, thank you very much. We'll, um, we're going to do one thing here in just a minute, and that is we'll break loose. When we come back, it will be Sunday night. <laughs> 
Until then, guys, stay safe, drive home safe, and we will, of course, continue to bring you five-star radio with a bunch of five-star guys, guys. God bless. Take care. Until then, we'll see you Sunday night right here live on Summit Sports Central. Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.